Before we get into this episode, let me tell you a scary, uh, ultra scary story. So if you're not ready for ultra scary stories, (laughs) skip ahead. Skip ahead to the intro or whatever, whenever that comes in. So it was a cold autumn night. I was walking down to my car and I was going to drive down to uh, a bar as as you do on as you cold do on a cold autumn night yeah. it was too far to walk so i decided to drive but something told me actually no i'm driving down i'm driving down the road and then my car breaks down mm. and i notice that uh, my tire needs uh replacing so i i'm like well i gotta get my spare tire out of the trunk mm. And I open the trunk. What I behold shocked me for the rest of my life until my death. A big spooky skeleton popped out. <laughs> you know, you know, there the, you go. Um, <laughs> you know, the most. Uh, that's the, a that's a creepy pasta, actually, a copy pasta. You, you um, know, the, the, mo- the most uh, scared I've been living in this town. This, this is, this is real. This, okay. is, this, is, this, is, this is a real Guys, thing we're getting real. To me. Uh, I was walking home late at night during the winter. Um, at the time, I was working at a place that was like a half hour walk from home. But this is a, a street where there's like very few street lights, as a lot of our town just doesn't have street lights. Yeah, it gets quite dark. And the sky was really dark too. It was like a new moon. So it was just like super dark out. And I could hear. And I was in like an open area. There was like no houses. I was like crossing like next to a big empty lot. Uh, and I could hear above me somewhere a flock of geese. Uh, okay. And I couldn't see them. <laughs> and it was it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> geese are terrifying, yeah. actually. They're That's... very territorial. Yeah. You know, have you seen all those videos of them attacking <laughs> people? Yeah, they're like yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> velociraptors would be a lot like this <laughs> yeah. if they were still around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spooktober edition of the Odd Drunk Podcast. Yeah. Go ahead and roll that intro now. Did you hear it? <laughs> I heard it in my noggin because we don't play it back live. <laughs> Even though we probably we could. Am- we imagined it, but you know what? <laughs> you heard it for sure. Yes. And if you didn't hear it, Colton is gonna sneak it in somewhere else. Yeah. So I gave you two options there. Yeah. You can put it where I say, or it'll. Or be... you can sneak it in somewhere, somewhere else in yeah. the middle. Welcome to the Odd Drunk Podcast. It is now time for spooks and moves, the years and beers of the spookiest time of the year. So grab your drinks, your tricks and treats, and prepare yourself for Spooktober! <laughs> <laughs> Little episode. Yeah, just nah. <laughs> 
But yeah, um, this is our second episode of Spooktober, and we are f- well into October now. It is October the 3rd. Yes. As of recording is, this. It is now. Now no one can argue with us when we say it's spooky. Yeah, spooky get out of here. Yeah. Anyone that's like, why, you already, why, why do you already have your Halloween decorations out? It's not even October. <laughs> it's October now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I work in retail, and uh, uh, every time, every year, people are just so surprised when we already have Halloween stuff in August, and then when we have Christmas stuff in September. I'm like, that's every time. That's every I mean, year. I hate to tell you, that's just how it works. Yeah, yeah. You got to get it in early. I, I, I do hear that every year. Like, and I, people are always like, I, <laughs> Christmas I already? I don't work in a store like you, but I even just hear that with this when I'm at the bar or at the coffee shop, people complaining like, oh, <laughs> you hear the store already, already has Halloween stuff up. It's not even se- se- September yet. Uh, and uh, I'm always like, and then- I'm always like, yeah. You know, are you just finding out now yeah. that this is how retail stores work? <laughs> also, <laughs> and then I laugh at the people that uh, try to get. They're like, "Where's all the decorations? Where's the lights?" I'm like, "That's why we get it early." But yeah. anyways, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we are well into <laughs> Spooktober oh, now. By the way, Green Day, if you're listening, wake up. Oh yeah, you can wake up now. Yeah. <laughs> September um, has ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good joke. Thank Colton. you, Jackson. I, stole um, I want it everyone from to online. everyone applause. No matter what you're doing, where you are, yeah, clap for Colton. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> Off the top of the noggin. But yeah, we were into Spooktober, and uh, the last episode, and I definitely recommend you check it out because not only it's one of our most drunk episodes we've ever had in a long time. Yeah, but it was also a lot of fun. We read some and Lovecraft. Yes. And um, we got drunk. We had a lot of fun uh, making it. We had a lot of fun editing it. And Yeah. And or mostly was, you had a lot of fun editing it. I, yeah, I don't really yeah. put... I, don't really <laughs> I found a, a good... I'll tell you. A just good like, royalty-free, spooky background sound. Yeah, and maybe we um, have one. Maybe we have the same one for this one. We I might, don't know. I, we might have the same one for this one. I found... Well, I did find one, and maybe you want to put this one up. I'll, I'll show you after. That's the, more musical? Yeah. Yeah, maybe... Uh, maybe. I don't know. The, just the, to switch it up. There is always the issue of when I'm looking for sounds like that, yeah, I have to be very careful to make sure it really is under creative commons yeah because sometimes they'll um, say it is and but the one used in the last episode it's, it's it is explicitly li- well listed. if you record a thunderstorm i mean well, you can't claim that really. yeah yeah but yeah you know. you know and it's explicitly listed in the description of that audio um it's under creative commons yeah free so, use yeah free yeah. use as long as you credit the creator. yeah i mean we could make our own soundscapes like you could do a couple boos Boom. and I, I could do a couple uh uh, I could do a couple of kakas, you yeah, know, or cr- like a maybe some spooky uh, <laughs> wind sounds. <laughs> yeah, and then every once in a while, just some thunder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, but all of what we I remember we had this idea, and this is, and then we're gonna get to the episode and what we're drinking, and maybe everything. you can play some spooky guitar. Yeah, in the background. With, well. That's, quietly with that's your, funny. Or, your organ pedal. That's funny you say that because on the music 
for Spooktober. So we have two different Spooktober musics. Yeah. And I still like the first one, even though it doesn't really fit our podcast anymore. Yeah. Because it's just not accurate because Tristan is yeah. never here anymore. Yeah. It, but, <laughs> yeah. It was fun making it. But that. it was fun. But yeah. the second one, I think, is a really good one to keep. Yeah. And, yeah, I did some electric guitar on that and i had a lot of fun with that. well I, I like uh, i like that because i uh, like your voice over and what everything. we what we did because we did this with uh when we replaced our first uh intro with the current one and yeah also, the normal intro yeah. and also with our spooktober that we're yeah. using right now is we made sure to make an instrumental version of it yeah i really like that because um, yeah because with plays the at the end of the with episode. the regular intro on on any of our normal episodes throughout the year we have the vocals version and then at the end instrumental yeah just that's like a little send-off and it's the same thing with the spooktober we have the instrumental version at the end yeah and uh i I like i like i like that theme some Mm -hmm. cool some cool guitar work and stuff well (laughs) i i don't think we really (laughs) talked about it last year but yeah i was inspired by john carpenter i i I I definitely got that feel that vibe from it yeah um we also and, and if you if you're a musician or if you're into music theory or anything like that, you'll notice that the bass notes, the root notes of this theme, is the same as the usual theme. Yeah, yeah. Slow down and just made creepy and spooky. Yeah. you know. I I just I had a minor. I do recall there, when you know? we when we wrote it and recorded it too that uh, we we knocked that one out pretty quickly actually. Well, yeah, yeah, like the other one. Like we, yeah, we, we wrote the ly- like the lyrics took us like ten minutes to write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which well, you do it. Yeah, you do a great voiceover. I was inspired by the haunted mansion. Exactly. At no, it's a really good <laughs> combination there. You know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, as uh, we kind of te- talked about, teased it uh, last episode. If you listen, uh, we are going to be talking about horror video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we talk about video games, you know, before. Uh, we, we are. We are. We are fond of video this games. This is our first time. And Just in general. Maybe we'll do a FPS games or, you know, our yeah. sandbox, you know, in the future, you know, focus on a specific genre. But why not, for Spooktober, talk about scary vi- horror video games. Yes. Our horror adjacent. I have a lot of horror adjacent ones on here as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I have less experience with horror video games than you do. I generally avoid them. And I don't have a shit ton um, of experience. But I have played some. But I also, in thinking about this this topic, I've I've been thinking about that every once in a while you're playing a video game and there's a section in the video game where you're like, you know what? If they wanted to throw in some spooky stuff right now, it would totally work. Like, well, we'll get it into this awesome spooky vibes. We'll get into this later. But there's so plenty we'll, of games that are not horror, but there's definitely some horror elements or horror moments, yeah. scary moments and in I, there. I thought I thought we'd talk a little bit about that too. No, we'll get into that. Uh, maybe we can start for that. But um, tonight, what are we drinking? Yeah, I'm drinking a not very spooky beer. <laughs> I know you're drinking um, a summery beer. Yeah, I'm How drinking you? Uh, s- the session Mexican style lager from uh, Wholesale Brewing. Nice. And, I bet it's uh, good. It is good. It's it's actually one of my favorite Mexican style lagers. It is not an actual Mexican beer. It's, made it's in Mexican like, style. It's made they in specifically like Oregon. Yeah, Session uh, is from Oregon, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Uh, about as far as from Mexico but, you can get. Uh, you could get further. You could get. <laughs> you could get further, yes. <laughs> but could, it's pretty far. You could go like up into 
Canada or yeah, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, I was. Uh, it's, it's a good beer though. And I am. Um, and, and I thought they're not Halloween colors, but they're pretty festive colors on the can. Yeah, and that counts for something, doesn't it? And you can have one of mine because I want you to try it. Ooh. But I'm drinking from Bell's Brewing from Comstock, Michigan. Ooh. Is it Michigan? Michigan? You tell me. Um, it's the Octo- It's their Oktoberfest beer. It's just called Oktoberfest beer. And I respect that. They don't try to come up with a yeah. silly name it's or whatever. Just, it's just Oktoberfest. It's the Oktoberfest beer. Um, I almost got the Ska Oktoberfest, but we've had that. We had that last time. episode. We and this we've had one it like multiple times. Yeah. I would really like to compare this one to the Ska one, because maybe it's just my imagination. Maybe it's just because it's been a while since I've had a beer. Like, because on the last episode, I didn't have any beer. I had wine and gin. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I'm staying I, away from that. I, right I got this. I got the beer I got partly because I had twenty bucks to my name until my next paycheck. Yeah. Uh, which by this episode, when this episode has come out, I will have received that page. There you go. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but uh, I. Hurrah. This, this came in a 15 pack, and I. I oh, there I, you go. I wanted to buy a 15 pack of beer. No, but I would really days. like. Um, but I almost bought this, the um, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Because it's. You know, Sam Adams a is. A decent beer. I think right? out of. I think Sam Adams, out of all big beer companies. It is te- I think they're the most craft beer-like. It is technically a craft beer. Yeah, it is. But because, they're just because what makes a beer a craft beer is you produce under a certain amount every year. Yeah. And Sam Adams like purposefully does that. And they also produce so, a lot of different Sam flavors. Adams, like, by a technicality... But on their part, they they do this on purpose. (laughs) So they can still call them. They can call themselves a craft beer. (laughs) Well, and also they have a lot of different beers, seasonal beers and all that. They're they're decent. Like a lot of the big, you know, American names like Coors. But they just put the same shit out. They might have like a. Sam is decent. The the only one of their beers I legitimately actually like is their Oktoberfest beers. The other ones are just okay. They're fine. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, I had a Sam Adams Oktoberfest not too long Ooh. ago, and it was pretty good. But this one, like, I'm telling this you, man. This is good. It's very good. Bell, um, Bell's make some good stuff, but I... I haven't had too much of their stuff. I've had their 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 two-hearted ale is really popular. Here, uh, Here's the down. description on the back. Uh, Bell's Oktoberfest is community in a glass. Our traditional Marzen lager has rich German malt flavors and crisp hot aromas. Hop aromas. Making it the perfect pairing for the annual festival tradition of drinking beer with friends. I like this label, too, because it, it seems like it's super simple, like it's just an orange background, but you look closely. It's got leaves. It's a leaf. It's a leaf. Yeah. Yeah, fall, autumn leaf. Yeah, we'll get a picture it's of that. Super up close. It's cool. No, this is good. I like this one. No, I really, like, honestly, I'd like to compare it to Ska's and, you know. Yeah. No, because the Ska Brewing Oktoberfest is legitimately, like, a really good Oktoberfest. No, yeah, it really is. Um, it won some award, like, a few years back. Um, for being a good Oktoberfest beer, and uh, this, but this one's just remarkably smooth. Yeah, no, this one's. Is that just me? I would like to compare this one. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, we're. Good. Good. Yeah, it is good. But we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about <clears throat> uh, horror video games, scary video games, and yeah, I mean, you said you're not too experienced or you don't play too many, and honestly, I haven't started playing horror games. Until the last 
few years or so. Yeah. And even then, it's like one or two or years. Well, year. it's like I've... When I was a kid... I can tell you about my first experiences. Yeah, well, when, when I was a kid, I was more I was more open to horror games. Really? Um, Interesting. I would... And then I went I guess Luigi's a, Mansion, if you count that. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, and then I went through a long period where I just didn't play them. I didn't care about them. I wasn't interested in playing them. Um, with a few exceptions, like Alien Isolation, I think you can call that. Oh, uh, we'll get into that. When I played that when that came out. Um... And recently, I've become more open to them again. Well, because, um, you know, well, here's kind of here's where I come from. If if I all I hear about a game, this is amazing quality or whatever. I don't I'm not as picky about the genre. I'm. A, yeah. I mean, if um, like the new Resident Evil games have been banger. I haven't played them, uh, but I really want to. <laughs> and then. Another thing about horror games, and the same thing goes for horror movies as well. What's great about horror games, you could take such a simple concept or, or you know, uh, such basic gameplay or just time crunch, uh, limited budget, yeah. and you can still make it a really great experience that brings out your emotions. Well, same thing with horror movies. Like, some of the most classic horror movies, uh, like Halloween, for instance, was an indie movie. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, and, um, it's like, I feel this. You don't need a big budget to get scares out of people to get, you know, they are to be horror, effective. Horror, as far as a movie genre goes, um, and this is just, I I know this from my experience learning about uh, the movie industry and cinematography. Uh, is that horror is supposed to be the easiest genre to write and direct? Yeah, not to say. It's easy to write a good horror film. I, no, I think it's easy to make a horror movie, but it's yeah. incredibly hard to make a good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm not. I'm not trying to say the a good well, a horror film of, is not an accomplishment. A lot of actors get their start in horror movies. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween. Hell, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. His first major motion picture was Halloween Six. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> um, and actually, uh, here's a fun fact. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in our Freddy vs. Jason commentary. Check that out, by the way. It's a fun oh, time. Oh, great one. And watch it with the movie. That makes it way better. Because <laughs> um, you don't want to just listen to this. But, um, <laughs> oh, God, what's her name? Her last name. I always get her last name wrong. But um, Heather... Who? Heather Mellencamp. Oh no, Heather Legenkamp. Oh, I was, I was going <laughs> to say any 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 uh, relation to John Cougar? <laughs> no, but <laughs> Heather Legenkamp, uh, she is an alumni from my high school. Oh, cool. Star from Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. But no, yeah, a lot of people get there's uh, there's I bet there's plenty of actors that we don't even know about that got their start in horror movies. Yeah. Directors. You know, well, and, and John Carpenter. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, but the way I and feel, then like the, the monster I, movies. Well, it's like I'm those always, were huge when they came out. I always preferred monster movies. Yeah, over just like slasher films or ghost movies. And things well, like so, that. you know, in and the se- part, late seventies and eighties, slasher films was the new yeah. monster movie. It was well, the new... and it's partly because I find monsters to be more interesting. I like vampires and werewolves I think, and uh, things like that. I, I think like monsters are fun, and I think they would deserve 
an episode. Yeah. Maybe this season. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> We're totally but, um, not kind of winging it. But I also think slash or movies are more ground, a little bit more grounded reality, at least. Like uh, Silence of the Lambs, you know, oh, stuff. Like, I think that yeah, classic is more interesting well, because you can make a monster out of a man. Well, it's like, it's like I me- anybody could be a monster. I mentioned. I mean? Uh, I mean, I mean that's that's true. I mean, not uh, in physical appearance. I but was talking to your... someone recently about um, not a horror thing about Harry Potter. Um, it's got a lot of horror things, but we in were it. talking about you know the main villain is Voldemort. Yeah, but the most hated character is Umbridge, Dolores Umbridge. She is oh, yeah. generally the most hated character by fans. And like someone someone made a good point. It's principal. like because like Voldemort is like this super evil like magical lich. It's like yeah, he's supposed to be bad. Yeah, like, like okay. yeah, yeah, we he, get it. You know, he's he's magic. And he is a very much a lich cuz yeah. the whole crux is an Oh, he's thing. totally a lich. Yeah. yeah. Um and he's basically like magic Hitler. Which is bad. Don't get me wrong. And you could also but, argue but he's, that he's not a, you know, <laughs> in real life, people who also are also Sauron. Yeah, like he's very much a lich as well. With the ring, you put his soul in it and everything. Kind you have to, uh, you have to destroy the ring to destroy Sauron. Yeah, so on yeah, and so kind, forth. Yeah, Sauron's a weird one. Like yeah, that. he's like, uh, but Voldemort but a little more than that. Like, you know. is a lich. Yeah, a yeah. Horcrux is a phylactery, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but uh, you know, he's basically magic Hitler. Evil people <laughs> like that. You know, people have existed in history who are that evil. Obviously, people that are so but, evil, you're like, yeah, they're evil. But we read about them in history textbooks mostly. But I, I, I but think you I, take a character like I think um, I see where you're going of like Umbridge, and she is relatable. Everyone knows someone like her. Exactly. You've encountered someone uh, who abuses power. You've encountered someone who's just. A raging bitch. Yeah, exactly. You um, know, like, it, and and just has no care for, you know, being nice or being kind to people, and so it makes her it, like the way we we react to her when we watch her on screen is with more disgust almost than we react. Well, to yeah, when you take someone that you think is a rational human being and then they do these awful things or they're yeah. a terrible person, you're you're gonna naturally have more hate towards them because you know that they know better or well what, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe not also, even that but that we might be able to relate more because we might have experienced we're more likely to have ex- actually experienced in our own lives someone like that rather than a dark lord that's trying to dominate the world exactly and yeah you know. i've never met a dark lord who <laughs> wants to dominate the world well there was that one guy but i think he was just homeless and kind of <laughs> crazy uh, um, so i didn't take him seriously this brings um, me to one thing but, yeah um, and I want to preface this by the fact that n- there's a 99.9% chance we will never talk about in this podcast unless it just makes sense and we can get like an expert or I don't know. I probably not. Probably never. Yeah. I, I could. There are certain. I can say that-, that we probably will never talk about this thing, but serial killers. I just want to put it out there. I think one of the reasons people are so interested in it and serial killers in general, like the Dahmer series just came out with Evan Peters and he does an amazing job as Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And I think what interests people about him or about like Ted Bundy or any of these guys 
they seem so normal. It's like, oh, that's just a guy you would run into at the grocery store. Like, you know, yeah. they seem like just a normal guy, but then they do these horrible things I behind totally the scenes. I totally get why people are interested in serial killers, and because people are interested in psychology, and that is an interesting subject. No, I get that. But, but I've, I've never been particularly interested in that topic. No, honestly, like, um, uh, out of all the serial killer stuff that's come out in the last few years, the only one I've watched was the Dahmer one with Evan Peters. I watched... Because I just heard it's so good. I watched My Friend Dahmer the movie a while back. Yeah, uh, that one's about him in his, like, high school years before he kills anybody. Yeah, leading up, but to, it's his, just like, leading up to the first Because his first kill was... Yeah. he His first kill was in, when he was 18. Yeah, it leads up to that. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I've never found... I don't... I just don't find serial killers to be that interesting. But... It is really well, and I get why some people. It's not that I don't find them interesting. I but get why people. Here's find my it deal: why I don't want to talk about it on podcasts. Because for one, we're joking around, we're drinking, we're having a fun time, and I don't want to do. Hey, we're doing a serial killers episode. And we're going to drink, and and I don't want to yeah, talk about the victims real and pe- like real people. Died. Yeah, it's real people dying. Yeah. I, I just can't do um, that. I mean, I totally get why people find them interesting. Um, I don't personally, but. It is very unnerving when you see when you see clips of people like Jeffrey yeah, Dahmer, the real clips, and like yeah. how normal they seem, and then you know what. Well, they like did. in one of his it's last, very unnerving. In one of his last interviews, I'm like, holy shit, this guy. Yeah. Well, one of the things that really kind of weird me out about Dahmer in one of his last interviews, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, but um, um, after the show, I, I was looking into his real interviews just to see how Evan Peters how well he did and he did really good mm-hmm. and kudos to him and he said he got in a really dark place though yeah <laughs> um, but like in the interview he complete he's one of the only like killers to completely own up to everything yeah no in it, a very casual manner yeah that that's what's weird and it's just yeah and, it's, it's just really unnerving to see sometimes how on the surface people seem so normal and, and like he admitted that unnerving. he was like, I knew it was wrong, but I yeah. just I had to do it. And it's it's unnerving, I think, because it's, you know. And it also it kind of wears me out it about. Go, it goes beyond serial killers. It goes just to be showing that people do crazy things. Well, I heard the statistic when they don't see, but they seem normal. To I you. forgot where the statistic came from. I don't know if it's completely accurate or anything. I heard somewhere that you will meet thirty six ser- at least thirty six serial killers in your lifetime. Damn, yeah. You'll just bump into them, run, you know, whatever. You never know. But you're still statistically very unlikely to be killed by but a serial to be killer. killed. Well, be you know, <laughs> often. So don't worry too much. These ser- I yeah. think <laughs> one of the scarier ser- serial killers, um, I I learned about and remember is uh, Richard Ramirez, a night stalker. Because um, he would, yeah. and he was most in L.A. He was in L.A. Yeah. in the 80s. But he would just bust in anyone's house in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. he didn't have, like, any specific to- <laughs> That freaked me out because it's like, holy shit. But, like, with guys like Dahmer and Bundy, it's a very specific scenario, you know. But, you know, it's yeah. still. Well, Anyways, it's, yeah. keep your wits about Pe- people you. People seem normal <laughs> when they're not. Keep, I mean. Don't trust not, anyone. Not even on a s- remotely similar level to killing to murder but like we're gonna keep it very anonymous but we both personally know a guy who turned out to be a serial arsonist <laughs> and went to jail. it's and, not well and it's a little funny it's a little <laughs> funny we're gonna keep even it my very, professors uh, we're gonna keep it very okay, anonymous I say that then. um 
on yeah, who this guy we know, is. Okay, here's all we'll say. Yeah. Can we say a little things, but not names? Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. Okay. We have a professor. You can cut stuff out, but um, we had a professor our freshman year. I won't even say what class or anything. Yeah. Or um, you don't know where we are. You can guess. <laughs> you might know, but we had a professor. Seem like just a totally like a good professor, like a pretty, I like, I, pretty good guy. I liked I his classes. Liked him a lot. I liked his classes. I liked his teaching <laughs> style. He gave me good grades. Everything, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a couple then, years later, then he went and set a grocery store on uh, on fire. Yeah, <laughs> specifically and, the chips. The chips aisle. Oh well, yeah, the chips because are they're be very, very flammable. flammable. Yeah. And it turns out that he had been like, and it was like a compulsive thing he did. And and it turns out he had been a suspect. For a while, for another for well, just for like dumpster fires around town. Dumpster fire, and there was another one I heard about where he lit another professor's room on fire or wow. some shit like that. Wow, yeah. Either way, but he, he was the, he seemed like a normal. He was the head of a department. Okay, he seemed like a cool guy. <laughs> I liked him, and it totally makes and sense then, what department he's. <laughs> Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> I won't say, but dude, like we never would have suspected this kind of thing, and then oh, he's an arsonist, and he went to prison. Yeah, it's <laughs> like so. I'm not saying you need to be paranoid or weirded out, but you know, well, that's what makes it unnerving. Don't just well, trust yeah. every. You know, no, use your wits. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and that's probably the most you'll get out of us about serial killers. And if anything, <laughs> uh, no, but um, video games though we 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 we, were, we got sidetracked a bit. I I was gonna say no. That is just a weird thing though. It's yeah. like uh, you never know. You know, you know, even if you think you really know somebody, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. True, yeah. Even with us. Yeah. I mean. I hope Colton's not a serial killer. I can. I'm, I'm I gonna, feel like I'm I would have been dead already. I'm gonna promise you <laughs> that I'm not. But um, you know, it's just like yeah, you never know about people. But, but yeah, back to horror video games. Yeah. you can cut out whatever you want. Yeah. Um, maybe but, I will. Maybe I won't. Maybe you um, won't. I don't know. Um, that was, but, uh, yeah. No, I was gonna say though about horror video games. Is I, yeah, I, I have less experience with them. Not because I never like them at all. It's just that. It's for the same reason why I'm not a big fan of many horror movies. You don't like being scared? or It's because being scared is not my idea of fun. Not that, you know, if it's... And there's some people that get off on it. They they like the adrenaline. Like uh, when you go to a haunted, especially if it's a good one, but like if you go to a haunted trail or haunted house uh, for Halloween times... And I've been to plenty, and I've been to good ones. I've been to bad ones. I've been to okay ones. And I've been to really scary ones. Mm-hmm. Or maybe because I was younger. But either way, some people, they like that. They get off the adrenaline I, rush you get from get, being scared. I get that, but it's like, you know, take horror movies, for example. The way, if I think, well, so if a horror movie, if it's still a good movie, if it would still be a good movie, even if it wasn't, like, very scary. Like, no, here's then, like a then good it's example. A good movie. Here's a good example. But if, it, if it's a movie that the only the only reason you would go watch it is because it's is for the it's scary got jump parts. scares and whatever. I don't like that. Like The Shining. Shining is a. It's in my top movie. ten movies, maybe top five. Yeah, great. Movie. Seriously, I love Stanley Kubrick. I know he's a nutcase and like really horrible to deal with. And yep. he made um, <laughs> what's her name um, from The Shining. Yeah, the <laughs> Shelley Duvall. 
he made her do the whole scene with Jack Nicholson uh, with the baseball bat like 157 times until he was happy with it. Yeah, yeah, he was a psychopath, <laughs> but he was a good director though. He he, he 2001 did this, Space he did Odyssey. He this one uh, shot. I don't remember what movie it's, it's in. Clockwork uh, Orange. Um, I don't remember what movie this is in, but he did. He wanted. He was. He wanted to light a shot with candlelight. Oh. Which, if you know anything about film cameras, I think he did a lot of that um, kind of stuff in The Shining too, like yeah. using the natural lighting. Well, if you know anything about like cameras, you they know, will not pick that up. Uh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so what he had to do is he had to use a, a camera with such, a, such a high like depth of field, to mm-hmm. be able to even and like to be able to pick up the lighting from it. Yeah. That like they had to film the scene like vertically, like they couldn't move. Like oh, I see. More than a they couple to inches a towards or certain, away from the camera. Yeah. They had to be really, um, really specific about it. A new director, and I still got to see some of his other movies, but Robert, Robert Eggers, who did The Lighthouse and he mm-hmm. did The Witch, in yeah. both of those movies, he uses natural lighting. Yeah. And, like, in The Lighthouse, they'll use, you know, the oil lantern, and that's it. Yeah. And black and – but, like, black and white and everything – and then, like, the witch, he used just the natural daylight and the candles. And, yeah, that must have been hell of a film. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it had yeah. a really good effect. It really put you oh, in that world. it could be an amazing shot and, when you do it that way. But and also, a we did a, we did an episode on The Lighthouse a long time ago. And that one is a – it's – I would say it's a horror movie, but it doesn't fit in those, like, typical conventions. It's kind of yeah. like a Shining type of thing where yeah, it's, it's just a really good movie that has weird, spooky stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a spooky movie. But yeah, like with <laughs> any genre, though, even if you don't like a particular genre, if it's done well to the best it can be, and if yeah. it's just all around just good, really, I'll be in any genre. It yeah. could be a rom com. Yeah. And if it's done well, good writing, yeah. et cetera. Well, but, but with video games, though, with horror video games. It's the same kind of thing for me, that's too. That's why but I don't I will say That's why I kind of avoid a lot of horror video games. I will say games. video games are worse. Yeah. Because the way I like to play video games, usually, especially if I'm playing on PC or if I'm trying to be quiet, I wear headphones. And with horror <laughs> games, you know, I want, I want to be immersed with, with any game, really, but... When you play a horror game by yourself in a dark room with headphones on, I think that's way scarier oh, than yeah, a movie. That's, that's freaky, yeah. Because you're in it. Uh, you know. It, and then VR is a whole other thing. They have the VR Resident Evil and everything. It takes less effort for a video game to scare you, too, than a movie does. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're interacting with you're it. You're in the world. You're in control yeah. and everything. Uh, but it's the same thing with video games, though, where, like, for the most part... Um, if the main attraction of a video game is the is the scary part, I'm not going to be super into it. No, yeah. But I s- I'm also a little bit more lenient on video games because, like, I've played. We are, we've been playing. Uh, we played uh, the Backroom Survival uh, together. They recently um, updated that. I'm going to try. Horror to video it. games can be fun, even the ones that are just jump scares. I can still find them have fine enjoyment. Well, as when soon I'm as like you get playing with them with friends, as soon as you like, get, yeah, as you soon know. as you get into multiplayer, that just completely changes everything. Yeah, you're not by yourself, and or if you're watching a friend play one, that's a whole different experience. Yeah. It can still be scary, but you know, you you're like, not like you've you've watched me play Five Nights at Freddy's. 
Yeah, that's one of the games I want. So and, uh, <laughs> let's get into some it's of the games fun. I want. It's fun. So all the games I have in my list are games I've either, either played or I've seen enough where I can talk about it. I bet there's going to be plenty of games that you guys are like, why didn't, you, why didn't he mention this one? I really wanted him to talk about this. Yeah. Well, I, I think it'd be disingenuous to talk about something I don't know about. Yeah. Even if it's supposed to be one of the best horror games. No, I, I just think that's not right. Um, so I have a couple uh, little subsections in my list. I have just straight up horror games where it's a horror game first and foremost. That's what it's supposed to be and that's what it does. Even if it's not what you would think is conventional. And there's a couple um, maybe me and Colton can argue about. <laughs> and then I have horror adjacent. Basically any game that either isn't horror but it has some scary elements in it or a scary sequence or it's horror themed but it's not a horror game like an action rpg yeah 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 and there's a very particular one which is one of my favorite games of all time is it bloodborne maybe <laughs> it's bloodborne yeah but uh yeah so uh do you want to start talking with straight up horror games or horror adjacent let's start with straight up horror games okay so um since you mentioned FNAF, let's talk about FNAF. Five Nights Ooh. at Freddy's. Uh, I <laughs> dread the fan base. It's awful. Yeah. And I dread all the merch <laughs> and the plushies and the toys I see all the time. Um, and the fan base... Okay, before I <laughs> before I make fun of the fan base, uh, let's get into what actually the game... Well, the story of the game is basically... There's a lot to the story, and it's really convoluted, and it's really weird. Basically, there's possessed animatronics that there's kids dead in the animatronics, and the animatronics are alive, and they're trying to kill you and put you in a suit. Okay, boom. There you go. Spooky Chuck E. Oh, Cheese. The spooky Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, oh, the bite of 87. It's like in the 80s and the 90s, and oh, all this stuff. Oh, the purple guy. Okay, yeah, the story gets crazy and weird. It's but the classic. The basic. It's, um, it's the classic example of a game where... I, if, if you hear anyone try to claim that they were creating lore and trying to flesh out this world as they were making the first game. I don't buy any of that shit. Scott Cawthon. It was spooky Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I will say the thing about Scott Cawthon that's, uh, that's or Cawthon, yeah. he, um, he made a lot of uh, Christian games, surprisingly. Yeah. He made a lot of those and they all got panned and he made a game uh, like about Woody the Woodchucker or whatever. You're, you're a beaver and you're going on adventure is a platformer but uh the uh, most of the critics said oh these look like animatronics they're creepy and you know his last attempt at a game he put it out for free originally but not anymore yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i think it was free originally but uh five nights of freddy's because he said everyone says my uh models look like animatronics so i'm gonna make animatronics <laughs> yeah and well boom it was huge i mean it's one of the biggest indie games ever. Well, animatronics can be creepy. Yeah. And, and if, you've ever, if you've ever seen photos of abandoned Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Oh, yeah. They are really creepy. Freaky looking. No, it is definitely a creepy idea and a pretty ingenious idea and simpler idea. Because, well, and the YouTube community really helped blow it up and it helped blow yeah, up. Yeah. It, it's this thing where it helped blow, the YouTube community helped blow up the game. But the game also helped blow up Let's Players and all that stuff. Yeah. Horror Let's Players. 
like Markiplier, that like his most viewed videos still to this day, I think, are one of them is Five Nights at Freddy's. I actually like Markiplier. Um, yeah, he's the only one I really like anymore. <laughs> I uh, out of the really big. A lot YouTube, of them annoy me. The really, really big, like million subscriber YouTubers, the million plus. He's one of the best ones, um, I think. Well, he he's been doing stuff with Corridor Crew. Yeah, he's uh, and, and kind of that. apprenticing with them now. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been talking about it on his podcast. Well, actually, I <laughs> I never paid attention to Markiplier until until, but I do I do follow Corridor. No, and he still does oh, scary games and stuff. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a very simple game, and the original game is actually all 2D textures. I don't yeah. know if it's Flash, no, but I, that's a misconception. I actually think um, the the original game has a pretty neat like. Honestly, art style I think the original so game, and yeah, I hate the fan base. I hate them. And then the sub- subsequent games get like I played Five Nights at Freddy's, the recent one, Security Breach. Oh, yeah, you've told me Fill, a bit about it. Yeah. Filled to the brim with bugs. It's the first, like, open-ended one where you run around and everything. Filled to the brim with bugs. Funny bugs, also really annoying bugs where you can't get past the level. <laughs> you know, stuff like that where the scares don't become scary anymore. They just become annoying. That's the whole thing. But the original Five Nights formula, you cannot move. You are sitting in an office in the back of the Chuck E. Cheese place. I think that is one of the things that freaks that makes me it out. Because, yeah, you can't because run you, away. You can't retreat, yeah. Um, and you're looking at these screens, your little touch screen, and you're scrolling through. And you have to keep the animatronics for getting in your room and killing you. And, yeah, it's it relies a lot on jump scares. But I don't think that's... I don't think that's always a negative using a lot of jump scares because what Five Nights at Freddy's, I think what it's like a master of, what Scott Kaplan did so great, atmosphere. Atmosphere is so important. Oh, yeah. Well, in any video game, but especially horror video games. If you don't have a good, creepy atmosphere that really puts you in there and that just being there creeps you out. Then I don't think you're going to have a good horror game. And he, and he struck gold with the concept, too. Yeah, but the concept... Somehow, it uh, had not really been done before. Somehow. And I don't know why. You you know, it and the creepy... So the music, obvious, the atmosphere, the noise... Like, uh, often... Like, like, there's a room where one in animatronics, I think the chicken one. Mm-hmm. There's a room where you can't see... The camera doesn't show you, but you can hear what's going on. You hear, like... Stuff yeah. bashing around or whatever, and you hear weird laughing and kids and all that weird stuff. Yeah. And a lot of that game is in the sound, and I think sound. Oh, such a big is deal. so especially. I mean, games. I mean, in in that game specifically, the first one at least. Uh, you know, you switch to a camera, you see the the animatronic standing there. You don't ever see them move. No, you only see where they are at the moment. Yeah, which until almost, the later games where they have three D models, yeah. and then you see them run. But it's all that almost. Well, you makes see them it, move some. Yeah, you see like uh, the the foxy the foxy one. He's the one that just runs straight to your door. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't check on him enough or not check, on, I can't remember all the mechanics. Yeah, but he will run straight to your door and kill you if you don't close the door. Because the only thing you can do, you can look at the cameras. At least in the first game. Then it, there's more stuff going on. It gets too complicated. Mm-hmm. I think the later games, I, a lot of people liked them, not just because, not just for the scary part, but because it was a good skill cap. Like you had to be skilled to beat them. Yeah. You could play the ultimate mode where you set all the animatronics on the hardest mode, mm-hmm. and you have to be expert and like do everything with perfect timing and like you know. That's not for me. 
No, oh, um, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, but oh, it's I, not totally, for me. I totally get why people like that. Stuff. No, but um, you know, the only thing you can do is close the doors, shine the lights, look at the camera, and um, you're just sitting there, stuck there. And I think that's why it really works because I don't think. Yeah, there's a lot of point-and-click games, but this game was different in the fact that you were on the defense. Yeah. You couldn't run away. You couldn't fight back. If your power was out, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. And you get jump scared. You have a certain amount of power. You, you and can, You can only, like, turn on the lights and shut the doors for so long before I you think run out of power. Five Nights at Freddy's is a really good example of making a really immersive, uh, scary video game on a limited budget. Very basic graphics, very basic te- everything. Mm-hmm. But it, it shows that if you have the right kind of atmosphere, the right setting, and the right uh, mechanics, you can have a really good horror game. Yeah. And there's another game that came out a little, uh, actually a lot earlier. One of the first indie, the first indie horror game I ever played, mm-hmm. as far as indie horror games go. Yeah. Slender. I Slender yeah. Men. I did play Slender. I downloaded Back it. It was the first. It was actually. Here's the thing about the Slenderman game. It was one of the first games I downloaded. Period. Yeah. Uh, on my dad's computer. Oh. <laughs> he probably still has it installed <laughs> on his computer. Um, but and it was free, so that was another good thing. Because I back in 2009, <laughs> I wasn't making money. I was just a kid. You know, I wanted something to do. But uh, the, sl- the first Slender game, which was just like a test. Hold on. I need to run out real quick. Yeah, okay. Let me just tell you that Colton. Let me tell you something about Colton. He's. Oh. <laughs> Nothing happened, don't worry. I didn't tell anything. I didn't say anything. Alright. <laughs> no, I was. I was gonna say you were a nerd, but you came in too early. <laughs> Joked on you. I am a nerd. Yeah, we both are. No, but <laughs> yeah, um, Slen- as, as we talk about Slender, video, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Slenderman, uh, the thing about it, so the creepy pasta came out shortly before the game, but not long before. Yeah, within the same year, I think. Um, the game was my first. The creepy pasta was yeah. the. Yeah, it was my first in- introduction as well. But the creepy pasta, I think it was something awful forums or something like that. Where oh, you you get a regular picture, then you put something spooky. Yeah. And I think yeah. the creator, Eric Nutson or something like that, he you know he put Slenderman in background of like elementary school pictures and made it black and like made it weird and everything, and then made the game, made it for free, and. I played it not too long ago, actually. Yeah, I played it. It's uh, just a C. It's you know, super again. janky, but it, it still works. Though. On the it's Unity like, engine, using yeah. all the stock um, trees. Yeah, Unity. But I will say, when I played it at that time, at that age, um, it did scare me. It did creep me out because, um, for one, it was one of the first um, horror games I played in a long time. I think before that... I might have played Dead Space at my friend's house, but I wasn't really playing. Yeah. I was watching them or whatever. But um, Or maybe one of the old Resident Evil games, like one or two. But uh, Slender, and we'll get into those, but Slender, I think what it does, it does a, some similar things that FNAF does good that I think are very important. Atmosphere, sound, 
because um, the visuals, you know, the visuals are neither here or there. You're in a dark forest with all the stock unity trees. Yeah. It, it, there's not much there. Even the slender, like going back and look at the Slenderman model. Yeah, it's like because <laughs> it's really jank. It's just yeah. a N64 guy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but however, putting that in a dark setting without much lighting that makes it creepier already and then yeah you get the drums playing like you collect these pages yeah they all say creepy stuff about slender man being a you know closeted serial killer or whatever he is monster i don't yeah and that's another thing about slender man he's like a he's kind of a he's a creepy possum but he's like a He's kind of a cryptid, but also kind of kind a of. guy. But also, you know, yeah. he's because he's a ma- he's a tall, slender man in a suit with yeah. no face. And there's plenty of other Slenderman games. There's the official one, uh, Slender Arrival. We've played together. Yes, yeah. And it adds more mechanics. It has a story and different levels. And maybe I'll talk about that in a second. But the original game, yeah, I think atmosphere was a big thing, and also the way the AI works with uh, Slender Man. It wasn't for a game of that time especially very advanced. Like, I, like, I recall, maybe not advanced AI but very random AI. I recall Like too, he wouldn't pop out when you think he would. No, yeah, no, he I remember that. He would show up in an inco- often in an inconvenient time. That was good about it because it would be like, like... You would walk around a corner of a weird building in the middle of the woods. You, you There's a lot of weird buildings. It, it, what, what, what makes... Yeah, There's like a big well, silo like what made it or good is that, Yeah, like is. A bathroom. Not, not always a bathroom not in the woods. Always when you'd expect him to show up. Yeah, so his AI up. was interesting because he would Which often... Which keeps you on your toes. He, yeah, he'd keep you on your toes. And it, it had different game modes. Uh, it had the $20 mode, where yeah. every time you see him, he says, song, give me $20. Which apparently that got struck and down. Like, game players can't there should use be, that. There should be... Uh, here's a, a pitch here. A mod. It, this would just be a mod. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mr. A Dick slender Dick. mod or yeah mod for Mr. Dick, Mr. Give Dick me rent rent <laughs> rent <laughs> that'd be pretty good. That would be, uh, Ima- imagine, no, but uh, dude, imagine imagine that actually a whole game same same style as Slender where there's a creepy thing following you. Yeah, uh, but it takes place in an apartment building in Manhattan, <laughs> and it's Mr. Dinkovich asking for rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. But um, no, it. it I think it did a really good job. Like, it wouldn't jump scare you when you would expect it. Yeah. And then no, he would I, be creeping around a corner, but his model wouldn't move. It was very basic. Yeah. But then you have all the fan-made games. You have the G-Mod uh, version, which we played actual, some. The multiplayer good, one, the game mode. Ver- game mode, yeah. Um, and then you have the proper uh, game, Slender Arrival. Yeah. Uh, and it has... Yeah, it has. You can once you beat the game, you can play the classic game, just like remastered mm-hmm. or whatever. And it has those kind of classic Slender moments, but it adds different stuff from the Slender Man lore. Maybe we'll talk about it at some point uh, the Marble Hornet stuff because yeah. that went along with I, the Slender Man. I thing. have two distinct memories of playing the Slender Man game, the original one. One was the first time I ever played it. Um, was me and my friends went into an Apple store. Downloaded it on a Mac. 
and played it there. And for some reason, the employees did not yell at us about it. We were no, like, they let you do a lot. We were there, like in middle actually. school or something like that yeah. when we did that, and and they they just let us do it. They um, let you play, yeah. And it was not very scary in an Apple store. No, but if you're. Um, but then when my friend brought his laptop when we went camping in the woods. Yeah, and I want to do this. And we sat in a tent and played it there. Yeah. And that was on that, a projector or no? Just, no, just the laptop. I think just, a projector would be really good. That would be good. Yeah. Like of, get a big bed sheet. Hang a bed sheet between two trees. Yeah. Um, and play. It so like you're that. in the forest playing Slender. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that 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 was freaky. I yeah. bet. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Slender Rival, uh, one of the freakiest mo- You have the whole moment in the big mine operation where one of his, like, proxies are chasing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a Jeff the Killer-looking guy. I think me. I don't know. <laughs> Jeff the Killer, yeah. In the similar vein. <laughs> even there's not a good Jeff the Killer game. Nope. nope. <laughs> we read that creepypasta. It's really bad, by the way. Really cringe. Yeah, someday, we'll, well, someday we'll do a creepypasta episode where we actually try to read some good stories yeah um, find some good ones we d- check out our creepypasta episode it was a lot of fun but we focused on the popular ones which are often the cringy well ones. i did specifically pick some bad ones yeah though. we focused on the cringy but those ones. are also it's still <laughs> it's still to this day baffles me how popular uh, sonic is in the creepypasta scene oh yeah well you know it just course. baffles me. I don't. I don't, I don't no, get but it. yeah, Slenderman. Yeah, and, and there's this whole sequence. So yeah, you're getting chased around this person, and yeah, it could be annoying sometimes. But it was legitimately scary. At least I thought it was when I was playing it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also this sequence where I can't remember the exact story, but you investigate this farm, and it's like a flashback. You're looking at yeah. a VHS tape. You investigate this farm. Everything's quiet. Still, it's broad daylight. But there's just this creepiness there. There's something with the atmosphere building up. Investigate all these things. And then eventually you're getting chased by this person. And Slender Man shows up and everything. And But it does a really good job building, like, suspense. And yeah. I think uh, before you collect any page or anything, or until Slender Man chases you or teleports, whatever he does... Um, I, I would like to imagine him just like spreading just towards you and then r- stopping when you look at <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just actually a guy. <laughs> no, but um Yeah, what I think it really does good with those games is building suspense. You know yeah. this uncomfortable silence for a while. And then you finally find your first page and then boom. You hear the music and every, the drums and everything, and you know the Slender Man's after But, like, the first page, he's going to be way off into distance. He's not going to be, like, right on you. But then when you get to the last couple pages, he's right on you. And, yeah, with the f- original game, he could get you even if you don't look at him. Like, he could just get you from behind. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I and that game, I guess it doesn't have enough, like, merch appeal. Oh, your sister. Yeah. But it <laughs> doesn't have enough merch appeal or something, but for some reason, it's kind of dead now. Yeah. And I think I there's a couple factors. I don't hear people talk about it. There was much. the really bad movie Sony made, which I haven't seen, but they, they made a Slender Man movie. They made a Slender Man movie. I didn't and they did it in really poor taste because <clears throat> back in like 2015 or 16, these girls were really into Slenderman, like these 12 and 13 year olds. Right, and yeah. 
they stabbed a friend 19 times and left her to die in the forest as a sacrifice of Slender Man. Luckily, a, biker, a cyclist uh, found her and she survived, thank God. Um, but, you know, that happened. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, man. It's like nothing like that happened with Five Nights at Freddy's that I know of, you know. And so that kind of put a bad stain on it because it's like, oh, my God, some people actually almost died over this. Over this fictional character. Uh, yeah, 2018 Slenderman. I didn't know about this movie. But then in the movie, instead oh. of just doing it like the game, having a cool Slenderman story, they had to make it connect to the actual events that happened. It was very distasteful to the oh. families, to the parents. Yeah. Because the two girls that uh, committed the act with her friend... They're like in the same asylum, and then the other one's suffering PTSD, yeah. and so it's like it's really fucked up to come up with a movie, not just do a Slenderman movie that's fun and a little spooky, but no, they made a Slenderman movie that relates to those events. That was in 2014, though. Yeah, the stabbing. and then four years later, they they make a movie that basically makes a mockery. I, I kind of, of feel that. like that whole event, the real life event, um put a sour taste in everyone's mouth for Slenderman. Yeah, and that's not the creator's fault because he was just creating a scary yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, not, I mean, not everyone. Not but to say everyone like, hates Slenderman now. You have a lot like, of lore. A lot of people just... A lot of lore and creepy creepypastas yeah. that came up from Slenderman that made it where like, oh, you, you sacrifice someone and then you can you know, work for whatever. I remember it was around, there was a lot of popularity around, not just Slenderman, but that general idea of like this freak, this creepy figure but i think it's uh, quite I, I think it's a bit unfortunate because yeah. i think slender man was a kind of cool modern day like folk tale you know i, re- and, you I know, remember they- i remember um this is around the time i was playing minecraft in its beta days same era yeah um and there was a uh, slender man mod wasn't there no well i'm sure but enderman was very much a slender man oh the endermans yeah. yeah i'm sure there was a mod or something like that but but there was this like you know how some video games have, like, an urban legend? Herobrine. Herobrine. Yeah, Herobrine, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember that, and I remember, like, uh, obviously it didn't exist. Uh, it was never in the game. No. Um, uh, it was not There's mods for it now. But I, 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 there's been mods for it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so. But I remember, uh, uh, I remember people talking about it. It was very reminiscent of Slenderman, the entire concept of it. Um, yeah, and I remember Mo, Mo, Mojang would put into its patch notes every once in a while, every few just updates, fuck with would say "removed Herobrine." <laughs> no, even just still on people, Minecraft, yeah. you know how it has the text? Yeah, on the title screen, every once in a while it will say "removed Herobrine." Yeah, I was playing. Yeah, but I yeah. was playing during the height, and he of was just the, Steve with glowing eyes. Basically. Yeah, just with yeah. white eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. And I forgot what he did. Did he like glitch your game or like? come out of the game it was vague it was just a freaky thing. yeah <laughs> that's that's all it was but it was i i always thought it was very much probably but like inspired. the enderman it was probably inspired by like slenderman that, well that, fuck yeah. the enderman yeah that's obvious oh yeah yeah tall lanky guys i mean and they had mods that replaced the enderman with a slenderman model art yeah textures. and enderman are when you look at them they they Blink away. Yeah, that's what Slenderman does. And that's what makes them hostile towards you is when you you actually look at them. Mm -hmm. So if there's an Enderman and you don't look at... Just look down. Yeah. And they won't mess with you. And they leave you alone. Yeah, it's cool. But, uh, no, yeah. 
uh, on these indie game subjects, see if I, if I got anything else. Do you have anything as far as indie games go? You know, our small. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I mentioned. Uh, I mentioned we played the backroom survival. Yeah. Okay. So um, the, this is kind of segue into another thing. So the, yeah, the backroom survival. They it got an update. I just installed the update. Nice. So we, maybe we can play it again. Yeah, we can do that. Um, but so we've talked about it a little bit uh, the whole backrooms idea. It's basically where you no clip out of reality on accident, and you end up in uh, like an endless liminal space a liminal space and the liminal space is and we've all experienced this yeah it's where you go into an empty parking garage or um it's the idea of a place that seems like there should be stuff going on but, but it's there's empty not. there's nothing there's no people yeah. uh or like an empty parking garage uh, empty um Empty streets even could be a liminal space. Well, it's know, not even night. just an empty parking garage, but it's like it's an empty Target parking lot at midnight. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, like not just. Well, there's also like within the back rooms lore because they have lore for it, of course. Of course. <laughs> there's a there's one of the levels you go to where it's the endless like rolling hills with like the same house, uh, yeah. but it's basically just like yeah, where you. It's kind of a. Nost- a creepy nostalgia almost like yeah when you recognize something and you know oh this is something that used to be lived in i or visited be one in. time when i was like in high school i went back to the elementary school and it's in that i went to and i went there at night when there was no one there yeah and you like you see the and it was fluorescent freaky. lights yeah and, and it was that. it was creepy and yeah the back rooms the whole day you uh go into this reality where you're into this like endless like the first one you go into is like an endless office space or something like that yeah um, the ba- I mean the back rooms are generally just like this idea of the liminal space which is a neat idea but then um, and then the internet doing what the internet does scary. best and trying to create a lore well and, and create the, and create this like yeah and here's kind of thing here's kind of uh, <laughs> what I love and I dislike about the back room stuff if the backrooms was just endless liminal spaces and you go to different areas and it's creepy, but you, there's actually nothing, but you think there could be something, I think that's good. Yeah, leave it but really vague. But then they add entities and monsters, and yeah, that yeah that makes it more imminent danger, scarier, but that takes away from the liminal space feeling. Yeah. Because yeah. if you, okay, get a liminal, empty parking garage, but you put Shrek in there. It's not an empty parking garage anymore. Yeah. It doesn't have that. Yeah. Now it's a parking garage <laughs> with, with Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> yeah, it's well, because there's videos people make where, oh, backrooms footage and then Shrek chases them. Of course. <laughs> there's even a Saul Goodman <laughs> where <laughs> he, the closer he gets, his music gets louder. <laughs> there's pretty, a lot of good. I think there's fun. a Bully Maguire. There's a lot of good memes. I mean, no, me- but, um, memes are always There's good, pl- yeah. There's a lot of backrooms fan uh fan games now and the one we're playing is backroom survival where it's kind of a survival game you collect resources you run around for, uh from entities yeah it's, it's multiplayer which is cool and it's i i want to play it after this update i'm they I, I, added yeah. more levels and they added more entity you know and nice. they cleaned up some stuff um, but i mean i kind of brought it up as a as a it's a good segue into more there's a lot of like indie well there's another thing 
uh, horror games coming out. SCP games. Yeah. Well, all the SCP-based games. It's coming out soon. I want to check out that Infinite IKEA with the. Yeah, the, the store SCP is closed. Game. And that's an. an I added it to my wish list. Yeah. Yeah, that's based off of SCP. I'm surprised they didn't just do it, the SCP, because they can. Yeah. And I forget. I don't know how they can charge people for that because. SCP is supposed to be this big, basically free literature, creative writing project. Yeah. Where everyone contributes, no one owns it. But I, I think there's some kind of loophole. But there's a couple SCP games I want to talk about. I haven't played them. The only one I played a little bit. Yeah. The store is closed. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, looks you're fun. trapped in an infinite IKEA and you have to break down the furniture and find the meatballs and you have to avoid these entities that are they're like workers but if the you know they try to kill you once the store's closed and yeah i think we'll definitely play that <laughs> when it comes out oh, when no. is it supposed to come out does uh tba okay well yeah. probably relatively soon because you know yeah no but there's there's just a lot of um pretty but cool there's a indie, couple indie SC, yeah. there's a couple scp games specifically that i'm came close to buying one of them but it's an alpha, and I'm, I'm waiting for it to get more updates and be more fleshed out. But there's one that I think I might buy coming up called SCP Secret Files. But yeah, this new SCP, <laughs> this new SCP game uh, that's going to... It is out, and uh, I, I might be getting it soon. It looks interesting. It's uh, SCP Secret Files. I've heard of it a bit. And what's yeah. cool about this one... It's not all in one game. It's basically like an anthology. Like each, you play different games for each different SCP that they have included, and so it's each of the SCPs is its own unique experience. Right. It, so it's like anthology. That actually, game. seems pretty cool. And then um, SCP Secret Files is out right now. Yeah, I, for fifteen bucks. Yeah, I might get it pretty soon. It has mostly good reviews. Yeah. Most recent one, yeah. <laughs> that guy looks like an asshole, anyways. I don't know. No, and then there's another one that's an alpha. Yeah, yeah. QT Patui OO. <laughs> there's another one that's an alpha that I'm keeping my eye on. Um, SCP Pandemic, and it's gonna be like a first-person shooter, like survival horror game. But you, you're like a SEAL Team 6 squad coming in. Interesting. And it's during this one scenario in the SCP universe where, like, all the SCPs come out and, like, everyone knows about when the Vel's broken and everything. And, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a cool, like, horror shooter. There's not a lot of those horror shooters. Well, there is, but they're either they become just a shooter. You know what I mean? Well, most of them end up just being shooters no yeah and they're not scary because how, how do you make a scary game when you have a, an ar-15 and can actually damage the enemy no exactly you know you still can but you, yeah. there's a lot more care that would have to take take place and then you have the scp uh, on unity the original scp game where you're in a facility and you encounter a bunch of scps i don't know if it's on steam i think they have the multiplayer version but um yeah you have that one uh and, yeah, we've talked about SCP in a couple episodes. Um, we have our Spook Creep Pester episode. That's the Halloween-themed one from last Spooktober. And then just our regular SCP. Yeah. And we'll probably get back to those. And then, um, yeah, so 
Oh, and also uh, another game. I, I don't know if I would quite put it in the indie horror game category because it's a little bit above that. But when it came out, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. I think um, it's from, like, Nordic Games or something like that. Yeah. And that game, you know, is like a survival horror game, and it kind of helps set the ground for modern first-person uh, survival horror games. Yeah, there, there's, a, um, there's a game I just saw. I haven't played it, but I kind of want to play it. Uh, it's called, like, Late Night Mop. Hmm. And this is... This is the beginning of the combination of the simulation genre and the horror genre. Oh, I've and seen a, a lot game, of stuff like that. It's a game where uh, you are like a janitor hired to clean up you know, like, the, <laughs> like a house. Okay, and then and there's stuff. like a demon that's like stalking. Oh, nice! But you still have to yeah, yeah clean everything. Yeah, you yeah. have to clean up the house. You have <laughs> yeah, to mop a, and pick up trash. And there's stuff. a lot of games I've seen recent. <laughs> In fact, there's one that I have where you work at a burger joint, but it's a horror game. It's like really creepy. It's got oh, this nice. weird story. Happy's Humble Burger Farm. Nice. I have it on Switch. I I would. It's on the Switch. Oh, nice. And I played a bit uh, of it, and <laughs> you. It's like a simulator game. You have to make the burgers on time and everything, yeah. and get the patties cooking, do the right order. But it really doesn't matter if you do that because it's a horror game first and foremost. I would like, want a uh, a truck simulator game, but horror, but horror. So like, and then out <laughs> driving and, um, and then you see a ghost <laughs> driving a highway at night. Type yeah, of thing, like but horror. No, and then there's a couple games I've seen from Japan where you work at a store late night shift and like weird people come in. Tweakers, tweakers, you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> And no, I think horror games are getting in a really cool spot where they're really exploring with what setting you can do. Like, yeah, and I think just, FNAF, a lot of cool. I think Five Nights at Freddy's helped with this. I it's think like there's just a lot of cool indie horror, horror ga- games coming out that are just having fun. I think a horror, you know, they developers and indie developers not have, start. Not every it doesn't game have to be a haunted be... mansion. It can be a mundane setting. Yeah, but you put something spooky in there. What's like, what's that horror franchise that takes place in an insane asylum? Uh, Outlast. Outlast. Let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan. I think. Why is that? I don't know. I just. I just is never, it too scary for I you? Just, I just never really liked it. I I don't know. I've never beaten <laughs> one of them. Yeah. But uh, the Outlast games, I think, are pretty good survival horror, running around from enemies and all that. Yeah. Good, good setting, scary setting. One game we've been playing recently, it's not an, by any means a new game, but we've been playing The Forest. Yeah, and that's what... And that is classified as a horror game. It's not... I know, I had a hard time... It's not I, like... The, I had a hard time putting it in either horror or horror-adjacent. It is... I decided I on hear, horror. I hear most people say it's, it is a survival horror game. Survival that, horror. That's what it's classified as seemingly officially. Yeah. But, but it's not like the every moment is scary. Is, is well, the thing with scary. The Forest and a lot of these kinds of games, and there's another one I want you to download but <laughs> or buy and then download. <laughs> but The Forest, I imagine if... And I haven't. I played it by myself some, and yeah, that gets creepy when they attack you and you're by yourself. Or even if they, the tribal, the people, the mutants or whatever, don't attack you, but you're just surviving in the night, and you know. Yeah, it gets dark. It gets yeah, it gets dark. <laughs> there are um, sometimes I've been playing games that are not horror games, but they take place in the wilderness, and it gets dark. And I'm like, man, if they wanted to throw in a jump scare here, it would absolutely work. I oh um, yeah, Red Dead Redemption too. 
No, and that's one um, of those games that's definitely not a horror game, but there's definitely scary moments. Well, there's there's scary, some scary moments. There's the 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 swamp people, the night folk, or whatever. The night folk. But I mean, like tall trees. I mean, yeah, like just like uh, there's a few parts of the map that at night it gets really dark, and you're in the forest like tall trees. And I I remember playing the game and going through tall trees at night with like my lantern, and just yeah. being like, if they did an undead nightmare DLC, there would be so much potential here. Just with what's already built here in the, in the map, I mean, Rockstar. To like, imagine throwing in some type of like cryptid in there. Imagine if Rockstar, like some some beast in the did. woods that would stalk you. Yeah, if, it, they wouldn't have to do anything other than implement the AI for the creature. Undead nightmare the, the, too. The Come atmosphere on. is already there. But no, they're so focused on online, which they, they are DLCs. Really. Oh, yeah, it's like a month old. News. Oh, Red Dead Online? Or are you talking about GTA Online? Because uh, that's not being Red banned. Dead Online. Yeah, Red Dead Online, yeah. Yeah, it got a But, like dude, a the fact ago. that we haven't got an Undead Nightmare 2 in the Red Dead 2 engine and everything, man, yeah. that would be great. It would be amazing. There's so um, much potential there. And they already have spooky stuff. Yeah, like the Night Folk and everything. The atmosphere in parts of the map in the wilderness is already there for spooky no, stuff. No, yeah, definitely. They just would and need to. They do. They if, still throw spooky things in there, but if man, if yeah. you were gunning down zombies as Arthur, oh, dude. Oh. but because you could do the whole thing where, oh, Arthur comes back from the dead or whatever, or he, it's an alternate reality where maybe when they get back from Tahiti, it's been overtaken by zombies. It would just be an alternate do something reality. like that. That's what they did with Red, uh, the original Undead Nightmare. Yeah, you know, spoilers for the original Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> uh, at this point. Uh, 12-year-old game, almost. Wait, didn't um, an Undead Nightmare, like, it's the end of Red Dead Redemption, but then zombies happen? It's or towards it the end. Towards but, the end. But it does not, but, so the end of Red Dead Redemption, John Marston dies. Yeah. After, so, he, he completes his but quest. But he can play zombie. He completes his quest, goes to live on his ranch, Beecher's Hope, with his family, and then gets betray betrayed by the FBI yeah, and stuff of and course. gets killed. Um, this takes place in between the well, he's on before the, ranch, the FBI but, shows up. Yeah, before he dies. Yeah, and then the zombie thing happens instead. Yeah, like so the so whole event is of, an alternate reality. No, yeah, of yeah. course it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. A, but um, man, we've read that too. I mean, imagine the potential, especially with the voice actors and the. I, I mean, I just think just mocap. I just generally they they got the atmos- like. Imagine if Dutch was an active character in an undead nightmare scenario. That would be pretty cool. No, but I just think that like, they got the atmosphere and parts of the game in the game world just right enough where it's like it would take very little effort to make this. Oh, and there's a the cabin thing. you go to where the people like. Uh, talk about the alien religion and then the ufo oh, shows up yeah, yeah and then there's then folk and then there's there's plenty of creepy maybe moments Bigfoot, plenty of know. creepy mo- pre- creepy moments in the game and there's plenty of parts of the map that just at the right time of night yeah. are super freaky and it's just like they want it it wouldn't take much work to make a horror dlc in that game Speaking of which, there's this game that I've been playing recently. <laughs> I've seen a, a YouTubers play it, like Markiplier, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try that. Bigfoot. Oh, the you game. told me about it. Yeah, I want to try that. Yeah. I really want to try that multiplayer with you, but I've been playing it single player here and there. And single player, it is, I would say, a horror game. Well, until you get to a certain point where, well, for a while, the AI was, oh, he attacks you shoot him a couple times he runs away then he attacks again 
The yeah. AI wasn't surprising. Like you get used to it. Yeah. Awesome. But the they updated they and the developers they're actually from Ukraine. Oh, and when oh. the war broke out, they had to move to Poland. I, I forget that where they ended up, but um, they they had obviously had to stop developing the game because there was a war, and they were refugees for a while. But they're back to developing the game, and they added Yellowstone. Uh, map. Oh, cool! And I'm trying to learn that map. But yeah, you. I mean, it's so. There's a lot of different things you can do with this game. You can do multiplayer where four people go against Bigfoot the AI or someone can play as Bigfoot um, or you can do solo against Bigfoot but either way you show up and you hunt Bigfoot that's it that's the game you hunt Bigfoot in a big open map nice. and um, uh, and it's not where I'm like oh man I'm terrified but however when you're by yourself playing and then when the sun sets and it says night one and then Bigfoot's coming. Yeah. And, you know, that gets scary. And um, and it, I think it's a good example of a game where, yeah, you can defend yourself but it really only does so much. If you don't have the right planning, if you don't have traps set, if you don't have... I think um, just the general idea in a horror, in a, in a, or just in a survival games... Of there's something out there that's gonna try that's hunting you. Yeah, is and sometimes enough, and you can get trapped. Be... Like Bigfoot sets up traps and stuff. Yeah. Like it's and... not always the scariest thing, but it's enough to keep you on your toes. In like, uh, in, I would in, say keep you a little bit scared. I would say it's a scary game when you play it by yourself. Yeah, but if you play it with friends, then that's when it gets funny. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, no it's and the same with like the, the AI, forest. Forest. Uh, um, when playing the forest by yourself is can, yeah, be, can be freaky. Definitely. When I play it online with you, it is not. And there's another game freaky. that we played some uh, Seven Days to Die. Um, it's mm. a zombie survival game. Yeah, that that one I don't crafting find very, game. It's not like that freaky. It's freaky when you play by yourself because like oh when it's the seventh day like the whole, whole all, all the zombies attack your base yeah. and you better be ready. But it's not necessarily like super scary anything. So, but zombie like, games games get can anxious buy, can be hit or miss on how scary they are. Well, like, because we're so used um, to zombies. Yeah, and it's just like it's, like playing uh, Left for Dead. Uh, Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. Specifically, I, I'm more familiar with that. There are parts of it that, like, they got the, the creepy atmosphere. They've got some scary moments. Mm -hmm. But it's still just a big horde of zombies that you're mowing down with guns. No, because like, it not, gets to a certain point where the tension is broken and you know what's coming at you and you know what's happening and you know what you got to do. But, um,. Uh, like, the Resident Evil games, for instance. Yeah. There are some that are complete master classes in horror games. Oh, yeah. One, two, and three. Well, especially one and two. And the three gets a little bit more action, but it's still horror-focused. And I'm playing the remake of that. Oh, it's so uh, good. Are you excited for the remake of four? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm really ready for. Yeah. Because I went back to play uh, <laughs> Resident Evil 4. It's a great and it's, it's But, however, it's the, less controls, scary. the controls and are it, so And it is, it's less conventional horror it's well the controls are so janky yeah <laughs> but well, from, from that's what I, when from third what person heard shooters about were first really from what i've heard out. about the remake is that they are leaning into the horror stuff a little bit more with the yeah and um, because no, I'm really they now have the, the the graphics and refined controls enough that they can manage to keep the core of the game there 
but lean into the atmosphere. But yeah, I played um, Resident yeah. Evil 2 remake, the third one, the first like remaster one, yeah. and um, yeah, Resident Evil is great. But then when they get to five, six, and seven, five, six, five and six, that's when it's just an action game. Oh yeah, yeah, they just and it play. loses all the horror, and they just generally kind of bad games. Yeah. However, they had a big resurgence with Resident Evil Seven, which mm-hmm. I have because I got the hum- humble bundle. Yeah, I want to play that still. Um, seven went first person, which you know, hardcore Resident Evil fans were like, nah, "I can't be first person." Yeah. But that does. <laughs> and what what the original Resident Evil and Silent Hill games do so well, the third person, but they have great atmosphere, especially Silent Hill. Let's be real. Silent, Silent Hill, Hill gets is atmosphere so good, really great. Yeah, but they have the third person, but set cameras. Yeah, the camera point where it set the point. You can't look around; you just walk along. And yeah, um, and, and in some ways, so you don't know what's coming around I mean, the we, corner. We know that, know. like, so like that style of camera was really kind of more of a limitation of the time with 3D. But it graphics. also worked really but well. But it just horror. happened to. It works really well work because really well, yeah. you're, let's say, you're walking down a hallway, and the camera's pointing at the specific angle where. You can't see what's around the corner, and maybe you can't even see what's behind you. Yeah. So if like some a zombie or whatever sneaks up on you, it'd be scary. But when you now nowadays, when you can have free control of the camera, mm-hmm. there's got to be even more attention to detail to, to where enemies are spawned and to where. Yeah. Um, yeah, just certain events happen because now, oh, you can look around. And yeah. So you got to be really careful because you don't want to put a monster around a corner where a player can easily see it a mile away. Yeah. And, um, but with the n- new Resident Evil games, 7 and then 8, dude, I played the hell out of 8. Was that good? Dude, I recommend it. Nice. Because 8 starts out horror. Like, pure horror, right? I, I know there's But the, then it the... goes, it, there's a certain point in the game, like in the second, towards the second act or end of the second act, where it goes, action. Yeah. Where you're, it's like Doom. You're in a big arena taking out a bunch of zom- nice. bunch of werewolf men and everything because it's a werewolf themed. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I know there's the giant um, vampire lady who the uh, big boobed lady <laughs> who is, everyone online is horny for. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's also very classic Resident Evil where you're in a well, it's it's a good blend of the original where you're in this creepy mansion. Mm-hmm. And also four, where you're in this village, and um, you have like the town residents are even threatening and everything. And yeah. It, um, in fact, eight and four are very similar in the first act. Nice. Where you're exploring, things are spooky, and then the whole town is attacking you, and you think yeah. everything's gonna, you're dead, you're done for. But then something happens where they get distracted and they go away, and that same kind of thing happens. But uh, yeah, Resident Evil Eight is. I could say it's one of my favorite games of uh, this era. Nice. It's just a really solid action horror game. Because, yeah, like I said, it starts out pure horror because you don't even have a gun for a while. You have limited resources and all the werewolves are coming at you and everything and you can't do anything about it. But then it does go action. But it, it does a really great job of teetering between action and horror yeah like it, it really keeps it where you know you're still on your toes 
But then you get the play as, um, oh, what's his name from Resident Evil, like the big action hero from those. Not from two, not, not from two or four. The other guy, the original guy. Uh, oh, I'm, I was, Red think, I was thinking from the, from the only one off the top of my head I can remember the name is, is Leon, which is from four. Leon's from four, and yeah. he's, he doesn't make an appearance in this. But uh, and, and what's really cool, they do such a good job of the first-person perspective because you see your character get torn up and beaten up like his hand's all fucked up. Yeah. But then it gets silly and weird where he, he, his hand gets sliced off, but then he just puts it back on because <laughs> <laughs> he has something special about him. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it's a great game, great atmosphere. You're in this big mansion, but then you get out of the mansion. You're in the village, and you're exploring everywhere. And there is a section of the game, however. So you get used to the game being like an action horror game for a while. Mm -hmm. Where, yeah, it can be a little spooky, but you got a machine gun. You got a shotgun. You got your pistols, everything. You're loaded. And you're ready to defend yourself. Um, But then you get to the section of Because you get to this part of the game where you have to collect a key or a a seal from each of the different, um, like, members of the royal family. Okay, yeah mansion of the country and um forget what it's called but um you go to one of them one of them is action based and one of them is kind of horror but it's okay you still have your resources but then one of them goes back to like resident evil 7 or even pt which is another game that yeah. we'll talk about. but it takes every all your guns and resources away you have to solve puzzles and you have nothing to defend yourself with and you're in the scary setting and by the way spoiler alert you get chased by a giant, like, baby. Like, a fetus. Like, really scary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you're solving these puzzles, and it goes scary again. Like, it just... Well, it's, it's like it's throwing like, you into this... like, what is it? Hopeless it, environment. Is in Resident Evil 2 or 3 where um, there's the big, like, monster guy that's just... That's always chasing you. Um, always. He's always Because in 2, you. it's Mr. X or whatever. And then 3, it's Nemesis. Nemesis. That's what I was thinking. And he's Nemesis. the one you play as in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, but he's this is the big guy always chasing you. And, and now you, he's in 3. You can defend yourself, but you're, you, you won't... You can hold him back, but, but uh, you won't be he able will to, get to you. actually stop him. Yeah. yeah um, unless the game says that you stop him with a cutscene. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Um... And yeah, I gotta play more of three because I'm since it's spooky season, I'm getting into my horror games again. Nice. But like Resident Evil, hey, I played it in the middle of summer last year because that's when it came yeah, out, yeah. like in May, and um, I played through the whole thing. Uh, good story. I mean, it's just really good game. Nice. Um, I need to check those out. Those new ones. And also, they so they're adding a new DLC to Resident Evil Eight or Village, whatever you would call it, and um. New story DLC and also a third-person mode. Ooh, cool. So it's like the original games. Yeah, that sounds cool, yeah. Because this game, since it has a lot of big open spaces and action settings, it really would work well with third-person. Yeah. And then now, and then Resident Evil 4. I think, when does uh, that remake come out? I think it's next year, early quarter. So I'm not but sure. But the third person uh, mode for eight is sometime this month. And I'm definitely going to, I nice. might replay it that way. Nice. Uh, just because that sounds fun. But, um, but yeah, Resident Evil, of course, is one of the best. Well, for the most part, one of the best uh, and influential horror franchises. Um, 
And then also Silent Hill, but I haven't played too much of Silent Hill, so I can't really say much. You know, I haven't played Silent Hill. But in however, years, I think years. Silent Hill, yeah. what I think it's got on Resident Evil that even Resident Evil desires. What, um, what, Bandai? No, no, Capcom desires. Capcom, yeah. yeah. Um, atmosphere. Silent oh, Hill yeah. just nailed. Because in Silent Hill, it's a lot less. Uh, it's m- even more horror-oriented. Like, you have way less defenses. It's, it's about the atmosphere. The in atmosphere Hill. in Silent yeah. Hill. And Pyramid Head. And that. But even just the atmosphere of it is scary. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, that's what Silent Hill. And those old PS1 games. Yeah, they're kind of that kind of graphics is making a resurgence in a lot of indie games. Mm-hmm. That style, for some reason, those graphics work really well for games. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if it's my nostalgia playing into that. I or, I, I have a but uh, like the whole inventory system where you have yeah. to like the Resident Evil inventory system where you have all the squares and you can only fit so much and you have to rearrange it and everything. Yeah. Um, and you have to pause to look in your inventory. It never feels like, oh, I can just bust this other gun out, or I, I can just yeah. get this. And when you go to a door, oh, you have to go in your inventory and then grab the right key for the door and for the puzzle. And, you know, it, it's always like there's always that suspense there. The always yeah. that moment of like I'm taking so long to do this, and you know, what if something comes at me? And yeah, and I, I got to keep playing Resident Evil 3, and it looks really good, the remake. Oh, yeah. And I can, and I can even run it. It's a surprise to me. but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have it on the highest settings. I'm more medium. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, great. Uh, another game that we played together that I, I would say it's definitely still a horror game, but I think, I think more of a survival game, uh, Project Zomboid. Yeah, I wouldn't really call it Top a horror down. game, but it is zombies and stuff. Yeah, zombies and stuff, and, and there's uh, definitely moments where you're uh, I in mean, your base and they're coming in. And it's a gotta... permadeath game. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, hardcore. Well, I still haven't beaten. Well, a, you don't really beat it's it. It's a kind of permadeath game. Um, well, you still respawn. You, you... Well, in multiplayer, you just, well, yeah. In so, multiplayer, respawn. But you have to go collect your stuff. And yeah, everything. it's permadeath where your, your character is dead but you can you just, can still go back to that world you can make just it, make yeah. a new character and, and you can change pick, all the settings so. make it as hard or easy yeah. as you want it if, to be if you if you build a base in that but game, if you play the game just on its survival by a spawn point mm-hmm. you can just keep dying if you play it on like <laughs> survival mode or whatever the normal mode is uh-huh. it's hardcore dude yeah like yeah. i it's, have a hard time with that game i love that i think it's just the right but i love it of hardcore yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not it's, unfair. It's a really at any point out of all the zombie survival games I've played, even ones that have, you know, maybe objectively better graphics. Their first, yeah. you know, you're in the 3D world. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's same. Just because it really gives you that feeling, not only of isolation, especially if you're playing it just by yourself. But um, that feeling of oh, you got to use every resource well, exactly how it's supposed to be used. It's the thing is you it's, have to it's this it's this thing where manage. like a lot of games that are quote unquote zombie survival games are really just more like they're zombie games. Yeah. The survival part is don't get killed by zombies. This game oh you can get killed itself, by 
first and you foremost, you could die from starvation, well, thirst. This, this you game, could it's like from... first and foremost, this game is a survival game. And then they put zombies with zombies. Yeah, and that's the that's the main obstacle. But it's it treats itself and as this is a proper survival. Yeah, game. and for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about here, Project Zomboid is kind of a what kind of graphic style? Like kind of PS One kind of polygonal. Yeah, it's uh, got it's got that polygon. Polygon. It, Top down. You know, it's really actually only recently they... Kind of GTA 2, you know. Well, it's what you'd call isometric. Isometric, yeah. Not yeah. exactly top down. Um, yeah. Like Baldur's. Like Diablo or Diablo. Diablo or, or Baldur's yeah. Gate or any of those games. Um, it's that style. Uh, for a long time, it was like 2D sprites and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't um, play it when it was... And, like, actually, I picked up the game about a year ago right after they updated all their graphics. Oh. Um, and then you picked it up not long after me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I didn't really experience the old graphics. But it's an isometric game. It's got really basic, very polygon type of graphics. Like, Yeah. But it's a, it's just a good game. No, it is. I, if, if, if you're into survival games, I definitely yeah. recommend it. If you like survival and you like zombies, um, it's what I like about it is it's it's... It's not easy. In fact, it can be extremely difficult at times. Um, although there are tricks you can learn that make it a bit easier. Um, but it's un it's not unfair. It is. It just doesn't throw you any bones. It's just you no know. pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, it, it's it's just one of those types of games where um, it has its systems in place to be. For as a survival game, and then that's it. It's just almost throw, like a simulation. Game. Yeah, it throws you in the world and says like survive. I mean, when you when you load up a game, it says a message on here. This is how you died. Yeah, it, it like, knows you're supposed to like Dark Souls. It's, it is one <laughs> yeah. of those rare games that's like yeah, dying is expected. Yeah. Oh, I want to mention the Dead Space series. I played the second one when it came out. Yeah, I have Dead Space. I never Dead played Space. the first one. I have Dead Space 2 on Origin. Dude, Dead Space 2 is so good. I've never played it. It's the best one um, in my I, opinion. Back in the day, I don't know if they do it anymore. I think they stopped doing it. But back in the day, Origin EA used to give out a free game every month. Yeah, now that it's on the Xbox Game Pass, um, I think. Or the EA yeah, add-on to it. EA Pass, yeah. but that's just part of Game Pass now or something it's like that. It's an add-on. Or something, but it's not. It's not like much more expensive. It's like no. Game Pass just has two versions. There's the ten bucks a month, or there's the fifteen bucks a Premium, month. Premium, yeah. And the fifteen bucks a month just gets you everything, including EA, EA yeah. and all that shit. Um, I have Dead Space Two on Origin because they gave it out for free like years ago. I have yet to actually play it. You gotta play it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite <laughs> games ever. Nice. Seriously, like I, it, I, I will, it's a yeah. really good horror game, but it leans more into the action side of it. But it does a really good job of, yeah, you can defend yourself and you get you upgrade your weapons, you get cool gadgets, and you is, upgrade your armor. Dead Space tool it's that, sci-fi. Is Dead Space 2 the one that has the minigame cutscene where you have to drill into your eye? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't like but that. But it's sci-fi. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's horrible body horror, kind of like The Thing meets Alien, you know, gross and you cut people up with your uh, little laser gun and everything. Or your, what, it's like a surgical gun you start out with. The gameplay I've seen, um, it's like the art design is fantastic. And it's over it's the shoulder. So cool. it's third person, but it's very tight over the shoulder. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're right there. And it really good. And so what's really interesting, I think these are both coming out next year, but maybe I'm wrong. But they're coming out 
fairly soon, relatively soon. Uh, you have the Callisto Protocol, which is made by Dead Space developers. Ooh, it's a different universe cool. and everything, but very similar in the same vein, sci-fi horror. Uh, and then you also have the Dead Space remake. Oh, yeah, I've, I remember that. In the about that, same yeah. vein as the Resident Evil remakes, where yeah. it's a complete graphical overhaul, and they changed some things with the gameplay, but they stayed true to the yeah. game. And, yeah, I'm really hyped for that. And, yeah, Dead Space. And, yeah, that was one of the first horror games I played all the way through. Nice. I played all the way through it, even though... There was parts where I got so freaked out or scared where I was like, I got to stop. I just have to stop. <laughs> Go do something else and yeah. then come back to it. Uh, there's this part where you're like in a day case, day, uh, daycare uh, center on the ship. Uh, and you have all these little kid monsters coming at you. Oh, that's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Dead Space. I don't like that. <laughs> and then Dead Space 3, still a really good game, but that's when it went action. Yeah. Like pure action. Like yeah. it's you and this your Isaac, you know, the player 1 and then player 2 is this battle-hardened mercenary that's no. <laughs> you know, he's like a hired gun ready to come in and take care of business. Yeah. Ugh, like Urah. <laughs> but no, and Dead Space did a lot of cool things with immersive like um immersive UI like immersive skill trees like all the UI except for the pause menu was in the game like you look at your holographic screen oh yeah and, I you like know, that, that kind of thing stuff. Yeah. and like you can only up you upgrade at like your save station you upgrade your armor and weapons mm -hmm. but it's in the game like it's not outside I, of that you I know what I mean I like that when games do does that does that make sense yeah Fallout does where that where they integrate where it's the pit boy right yeah, but um, even Dead Space does it better because the Pit Boy still feels like a pause menu. Yeah. And Dead Space, you're looking at your stuff, your hologram, but the game's still on. Monsters can still attack you while you're yeah. upgrading stuff or while you're looking yeah. at your map. There, there, there and, are mods um, for Skyrim and Fallout that that does that. That do that. That yeah. make it so like you can't just pause and down 50 cheeses but yeah really dead space i mean <laughs> it's a uh, like resident evil in space man but with more gore really like because you're tearing limbs apart and stuff and mm -hmm. because like in a certain point in the first section of the game um you get this like surge basically it's a surgical instrument yeah that's your first weapon nice. and you can and it has a really cool mechanic where you can go vertical with the shooting so you yeah, you can I've, I think cut I've their limbs off of or go yeah. horizontal where you can cut their head off or cut them in half. And with the Dead Space monsters, I forget what they're called, but they'll still come at you even if you, like, shot a few of their limbs off and nice. stuff like that. Like, you have to get the head or, you know, completely destroy them. Nice. And, yeah, Dead Space, amazing. Definitely recommend it. Um, uh, in the same kind of vein, sci-fi. Alien Isolation. Oh, yeah. I got that game on my birthday when it came out. Um, it I came like, out like that in October. I like that and, game. Because um, um, that's the best <laughs> month to release horror games or anything. Oh, really. of course. In fact, a lot of games come out in October, even non-horror games. Like FPS, like Call of Duty, they always come out in October or November, early November. But um, uh, Alien Isolation. 
I've always loved the Alien movies. I played Colonial Marines one time. It was bad. Um, and there's this new Aliens game called Alien Fire Team, yeah. where it's like a. Uh, I've never played Colonial multiplayer Marines, so. horde survival game. You know, you fight a bunch of bunch of xenomorphs. But Alien Isolation, f- for one. Still has groundbreaking breaking AI. Uh, it's the first Dead Space that I first have. First Dead Space, nice. Yeah. But Alien Isolation still has groundbreaking AI to this day. Nice. Came out back in 2015 or 14. It was pretty early within the yeah, last no, generation. I, that game, it's really impressive because what still they, holds up graphically so what, too. What they like, did I mean, with that game is that the, the the Xenomorph knows where you are at all times. It already knows where you are. But the AI works in a way where it like basically pretends like it doesn't for a, for a bit. But if you make sounds yeah. or if you run around... And with the isolation game, if you had a mic hooked up... Mm-hmm. You could turn off the setting, but that's lame. But if you had a mic hooked up, <laughs> it would hear you if you're talking, if you're breathing too loud, whatever. Yeah. Like, if you're playing with friends and you're like talking to them, it will get you. <laughs> yeah, no, I and there's so many moments the AI would be so tricky. You think you're safe and everything, and then boom, it gets yeah. you. Did um, did you that game a have a? Did that game have a VR? I think so. I because think it I would. I think I think I think I recall like hearing about a VR version of it where like you can like actually physically like peek around the yeah and stuff. Well, it had a system where you could peek around corners, even just the normal game. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. It also had a DLC where you play as Ripley and everybody nice. from the first Alien movie. It just does the Alien one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you play as Ripley's daughter in the game, and it's canon, by the way. Nice. As yeah. far as I know, unless Ridley yeah. Scott said some shit, but who, he's old. <laughs> I I respect Ridley Scott. He's <laughs> but he's old. He's made some of my favorite movies of all time, but um, also nobody cares about about what he has to say. Yeah, well, like, like him <laughs> and a lot of these older directors, uh, uh, you know, have to say their two cents. Martin Scorsese is saying that MCU films aren't real films. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. <laughs> he obviously, he doesn't know about the good ones. Yeah. Also, no, also, really, really, Scott did not. Well, Ridley Scott, he he, 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 he was worse than Martin Scorsese. Because Martin Scorsese did admit, he was like, yeah, they're good, fun, like, blockbuster popcorn movies. They're just not amusement park. Films. Yeah, but yeah. Ridley Scott went as far as, like, getting really butthurt that his movies weren't getting as much attention. Yeah, he, uh, uh, <laughs> The Last Duel or whatever it's called yeah, that came out. He was like, oh, mil- the millennials. He basically just blamed millennials <laughs> for the movie not doing well. Yeah. He was just like, no, millennials don't appreciate good films. It's like, you released a film... Exclusively, in th- exclusively in theaters during, during COVID. During COVID, and uh, and also No Way Home was coming out. Yeah, so. and also it didn't look like that great of a film. It looks, and I've actually fine. I've have actu- you seen it? No, but I, uh, what I've heard is, it isn't that great of a film. I heard there's a really bad, like controversial scene in it. I I didn't hear much about that. Like a yeah, but but um, oh. <laughs> but Alien Isolation, uh, for the most part, yeah, it stays true to the name. You're isolated. You're by yourself. You can barely you. Well, you don't fight the Xenomorph. You can yeah, uh, flamethrower it when you unlock that. But like if there's been plenty of times where the Xenomorph's coming at me, I try to shoot it with my revolver. Does nothing. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. You have to be stealthy. You have to take your time. 
And it's a game that, that's not for a lot of people, because you have to play it slow. I do like that game. You have I think, to... I think that's how you do... I think Alien Isolation is a perfect example of how you do a horror game right. And it has all the same music as the first Alien yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this game where aesthetic. it's like... It's not as simple as you're just wandering around and there's a thing coming to get you. You actually have to actively hide from it. And also, the alien, the AI, what it does. So if you use the same hiding technique all the time, it will Mm -hmm. learn. Yeah. So if you hide in the lockers all the time, eventually, even if you're super quiet and you get in the locker, it will check the locker and it will get you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But And then there's also some other enemies. There's some human enemies you have to fight with. But you have to be careful because if you fight There's them the androids, and yeah. then the androids, which yeah. always come out and they take a lot of beating and they take a while to get killed. And really with the androids, the best thing is to just avoid them and try to get away from them. Because if you're busy fighting them, maybe they won't get you. But you're making a whole lot of noise. And then the xenomorph yeah. will get you. Yeah. And you'll walk under a vent. Xenomorph get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a master class in horror games. And the fact that we get a licensed horror game that's that good, that changes things yeah. in the genre. No, I think it's amazing. It is, and yeah. um, it's still, yeah, it's still one of my favorite horror games. And the fact that it's a licensing, and yeah, it does great with the setting. And, and then later on in the third act, it kind of gets actiony, but yeah, but yeah, because there's a bunch of xenomorphs at a certain point, you find their hive. Yeah, but you still can't really do much to defend yourself. Yeah, like the flamethrower doesn't really kill them or hurt them; it just scares them away. Yeah, you know, it just gives you. And then there's there's a sequence, and another I, tool to keep dude, them I away. I clearly remember the sequence where you have to do something in the cryogenic uh, center. Yeah, and the aliens still on you. The AI still active, but you have to do all these complicated things and flick all these switches while the aliens trying to get you. <laughs> and um, and there were so many moments playing in that game where the alien is literally on the other side of this table, and I'm under the table, and oh, it's yeah. looking around, slithering around, being you know creepy. And I'm like, if I move, I'm dead. Yeah, and no, it, it's great. It's but I, I love that game, and it's one of the first horror games that I sought out and bought I actually bought it at a GameStop wow yeah wow. with some birthday money <laughs> I, it's been a while since I bought a game at a GameStop I know um, <laughs> yeah same I bought I bought Pokemon Sword at a GameStop nice there you go <laughs> and then but be- yeah and then before that I don't even know uh <laughs> I don't even know the last game before that. Uh, but yeah, Alien Isolation, stuff. I definitely recommend it. Even if you're not a horror fan, play it. It's a good game. It is a good game. I do like that. But one. it is scary, and you have to be like the AI. If you do the same, like, yeah, if you hide in a locker all the time, it will get you to learn. And, um, it's, it's, and you it's get a, to, in the movie, they have the like meter thing where it shows, like, like a radar. It's, and you can get that out. It's this game where... And, you know, where uh, the you have to take it slow. It's scary because simply just because of the situation it puts you in. Like well, it, and also like I think the setting's scary too because yeah. you're out on this uh, big ass space well, station. Well, yeah, that, but that that kind of counts as part in of the space. situation and stuff. It, but what well, I, what, I, what I mean, like it has its jump scares, 
but it doesn't rely on jump scares to scare you. Yeah, no, you yeah, know, I see what you mean. Yeah, because when the alien just, catches you, yeah, that's a jump it scare. It puts you in this really but, frightening situation dude, like, on this spaceship with a xenomorph going around, and it gives are you... Are there sequences where you yeah. see the xenomorph kill a bunch of people around you? Yeah, and, are, it, and the game know, tells you this is how you don't die. Yeah. You gotta and, go hide and be stealthy and shit. And then but there's been so many. It just creates a lot of suspense. And, and I don't think really this well is the game's fault, but there's been some times where I'm like, I was being perfectly stealthy, but the alien simply, I guess, learned what I was doing. Like you have yeah. to, you have to change things up. Yeah. Like sometimes it might be better just to dart to the exit. Yeah. If you have enough time, if you think you can make it. Because sometimes, even if you're going real slow, the alien will be right on your track. Yeah. And and, you know, and there will be times where it's like there is a stretch of hallway or something. Yeah, and you just have and, to. And there's no hiding spots. Yeah. You can't sneak past it. And the alien's right there, and you're just like, you know what? Like You have to do some ballsy. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> I just have to run for it. And, I mean, there, there are situations, I remember when I played it, there are situations where, like, that type of thing, but, like, the alien is right here. Yeah, I am not going to make it if I go and run. You gotta throw, but I also can't like just hide because it's gonna hide get here. you. Yeah, you, you gotta know? throw a flashbang. You gotta yeah. hopefully have flamethrower fuel or you know yeah. whatever. But yeah, great, great one. Um, and then there's a, here's another game, and I I want you to try. I really would love to watch you play this or play it with you, try it out. And it's still a horror game. Mm -hmm. Spookies, jump scare mansion it's a very <laughs> cute horror game it's like cartoony and like the first few levels like you go through multiple like levels uh literally like uh kind of like a backroom thing you can level one two three and like they're all different and for a while the jump scares is literally like a little cute guy like popping out or whatever like you'll uh -huh. it'll be a cardboard picture of a ghost that says boo on yeah it. But then it throws in like some genuinely scary and weird moments, and it's all like old school graphics and stuff. Yeah. And it's got a really fun sense of humor. Like you'll get to a certain point in the game, and Spooky comes down, and she's like, "Ooh, oh, you made it this far, but we're gonna get you," <laughs> like that kind of thing. That's funny. And it's just a really fun, cute game, but it's still a little horror because. Yeah. There's moments where you're like, oh, this is funny and cute and everything. You have these cardboard pop-outs. And then something actually freaky happens. And then something actually freaky happens unexpectedly. <laughs> nice. And then you'll be back to the cute little stuff. And then, oh, God. <laughs> creates, a <laughs> and feeling, it just, creates a feeling of something's actually not right here. Well, it's this weird kind of thing where it's like these old-style graphics. But every once in a while, an entity that's a lot better graphics... <laughs> <laughs> comes at you. Oh, that's funny. And that m makes it just so <laughs> weird. It's a really <laughs> surreal game, but I haven't been all of it because it has a shit ton of levels. But, um, I, I, yeah, it's it's nice, a really good nice. horror game. It's on Steam. It's on, I think it might be on the Switch. What's it called again? Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion or something like that. Spooky Scary. There it is. Jump Scare Mas HD Remaster, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a good game, honestly. Like that's a lot of fun. on Steam. Yeah. No, I recommend it. And there's a VR version. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. 
Wow. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I gotta get... Eventually, I'll get a VR headset. You Maybe. know, VR is... Because uh, it is getting better now. And it, I, I would love... There's a, There are some VR games I would really love to play, but it's like VR headsets are like $800. Yeah, Oculus? Yeah, for like the... the Good. good for the good VR sets, yeah. and it's like, mm, and you also use even then you have to have like a good computer in the first place, which you have a decent enough computer. I think probably, I could do it. Probably to do it. Well, and um, I also have the PS Five. I could do yeah, PlayStation oh, VR. Sure, yeah, so. but it's like I don't have a good enough computer to do. But that's still like uh, four or five hundred bucks. So it'd be like, so it'd be like if I were to get the cheaper VR set, say five hundred bucks, I would still have to upgrade my PC. Yep, I'd be dropping fifteen hundred bucks probably. For a system that could, for a setup that could yeah. be VR, yeah. It's, um, and yeah, VR. I God, I can't imagine playing Resident Evil in VR. I Jeez. really, really want to play Skyrim in VR. That would be fun, but I could even imagine that being spooky. At point. Yeah, like being in the game, dude. Because like, I played around with VR some, like when the Samsung one came out, where you could do your phone. Like I even did a VR where you're in a movie theater and you're watching Netflix, you're yeah. watching movies, and that was cool. And but. I remember I watched The Shining in VR, and it was definitely a different experience because I was like, <laughs> it felt like I was like right there with Jack Nicholson, you yeah. know. But uh, games, I haven't played too many games of VR, but man, I can just imagine, just imagine Skyrim, and apparently I, I with mean, the mods, I've heard it's VR mods, like it's yeah, I've heard Skyrim VR is good, like it's a fully playable. even jankier than regular Skyrim, but I've also heard it's a surreal experience. Well, yeah. Like, because of the... Well, imagine VR Minecraft. Yeah. There's this YouTuber I watch, um, Some Ordinary, ordinary Gamers. Mm-hmm. You know him. Have you seen him? No, I don't. I'm familiar. pretty sure... Muda? I've, I've probably seen him, but I don't, I don't He's like him. the Pakistani guy. He's, he's got hot takes about stuff. I'm sure I've seen him. I, don't, but I just he, don't recall um, it. He says he's always suffered from uh, sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. Yeah. So what he does now, he sleeps... In Minecraft, like he has a really nice house he built and everything, and a beautiful vista in Minecraft. And he'll play Minecraft VR for a little while, and then he'll go to sleep in Minecraft VR. And he said he's had plenty of moments where he wakes up, and it's gonna be, it would be a sleep paralysis moment. But since he sees Minecraft, his brain, like basically, like it's just the Minecraft. Yeah. So instead of a scary demon in the corner. Maybe a creeper, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasant Minecraft. House. Yeah, and he sleeps in Minecraft, and that's I've seen fun. videos cool. of guys that's like, cool. "Oh, I've yeah. spent twenty-four hours or in Minecraft VR," you know. Um, but yeah, Minecraft would be really cool in VR. And yeah. apparently, what I've really heard, what I've heard about well, I've VR, I've just heard like Skyrim, not only like, like Skyrim oh, and Fallout in VR is like the stuff like you can reach down and pick up an object. Yeah, and like the ability to do that, and you can grab NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In VR version, yeah. uh, like the ability to do that just makes it More a, immersive. a weird, surreal experience. Well, and also like the Minecraft VR, I've heard about like um, it's Minecraft. Yeah, and yeah, you can get <laughs> graphics mods and shaders, and if you wanted to be realistic, but I'd be fine with it just being regular Minecraft. But Minecraft what I've really is heard one of those games where I know like, a lot of people play with graphics mods. Imagine playing Minecraft VR, but you can. Minecraft's one of those games people play with graphics mods and shit. Textures but and you can play on the lowest graphic settings and it will not bother you. No, exactly. Because it's Minecraft. No, um, who, who, like, um, if you no, give a imagine, shit about dude, Minecraft's graphics. Imagine, like, so what yeah. I've heard about VR 
with just games in general, especially Minecraft though. Like, you go to a building in Minecraft and regular Minecraft, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, that's big, but you know, it's Minecraft. Yeah. But in VR, you're standing at the bottom of the structure and you look up like oh, real yeah. life, and it is as big as it would be. Like, imagine playing Minecraft, Lord of Middle Earth Minecraft in VR. Exploring oh, yeah. the Shire, or going to Minas Tirith, all these places, you know. Nice. Crazy. Yeah, it sounds awesome, yeah. Um, and then... I would definitely not play horror games in VR, though. Oh, God. No. They're enough just on the screen yeah. for me. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> nope. Yeah, jeez. No, I feel like I'd break some stuff, like... Yeah. Well, if you, you got to set up a room where there's, like, nothing in this. You know, yeah, yeah, I'd be... Up, <laughs> I can just imagine a situation where, like, I'm I'm standing in my living room <laughs> playing VR, and my girlfriend walks up behind just me. Punch. <laughs> I accidentally just like freak, like a jump scare happens, and I, yeah, yeah, you know what that, that would be bad. Um, but then, um, so I got some horror adjacent games, or at least games that were kind of my first horror experiences, or that had yeah. horror moments. And you talked about Red Dead Two, and this one could easily be horror. Mm-hmm. It, it some people classify it as that. Um, Bloodborne, as mentioned before, yeah, it's, it's in got, a Lovecraftian Victorian horror setting. I wouldn't call it horror, but like people say, Lovecraft is horror, and Bloodborne is pretty much a Lovecraft game. Yeah, it, it's like, a Lovecraft game, so action it, RPG. You you could you could reasonably say it's kind of oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like uh, when I first played Blo- my first playthrough of Bloodborne, I played it in the dark with my headphones. And um, there was plenty. Dude, they have jump scares in Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you rock around a corner. Werewolf! Yeah. Our monster. And I mean, the I, atmosphere. Like, I haven't the played through the whole game, but I did play a little bit of Jeez. it when I lived with you and used yeah. your PlayStation. And, yeah, I remember there's a lot of moments where you walk around a corner. Enemy. Just, yeah. Just, or, or, they, out. or sometimes you don't have to walk around the corner. They will jump out at you. Well, that's so <laughs> the environment, especially when you get later in the game and like you're, you start seeing more things, you become more aware. It, be, it also is know? a very freaky setting and a very freaky, very freaky themes in the freaky themes, yeah. freaky bosses, and yeah, Bloodborne did scare me, and there is plenty. But however, you know, it's an action game, uh, and with that kind of game. Even if it scares you, you can still defend yourself. You can fight back. Yeah. And you feel like when you get good enough at it, you're the monster. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, but, no, even when I was good at Bloodborne, I still got spooked. I still got scared. Oh, I, yeah. I still got startled. Yeah. Startled plenty of times. And there was still plenty of bosses I was like, ew, I don't want to look at that. But I have to kill it and fight it. <laughs> <laughs> there are um, some. Uh, like the one reborn. I don't know if you see him. I don't think he's I've a, seen he's that a one. late game boss, and he's basically just a pile of people like conjoined uh, into one yeah. big monster. No, there are certainly uh, uh, from the bosses I've seen in Bloodborne. There are certainly ones that are just uncomfortable to. No, look but Bloodborne. Hor- I would say, while it's not a horror video game, Bloodborne yeah. gets the horror vibes and theme perfect. It's definitely a horror setting. It's a horror setting. Yeah. It no, may, it's really in, interesting. In gameplay, it is not horror, but it's a horror I setting, though. Absolutely. If, if you were going to make it a horror game, you would, like, maybe have your gun. Yeah. 
you wouldn't be, <laughs> you yeah. wouldn't be able to fight anybody. Yeah, like you know? the way the way you, you play it, the way you play it, it's not <laughs> genre wise a horror game. But yeah, setting wise, I mean, people say love like Lovecraft is quintessential horror, and Bloodborne is essentially a, an unofficial Lovecraft fan fiction. No, it's. Lovecraft um, all the way. Well, so, what like, Bloodborne it starts yeah, out is like absolutely a, say it's, well, Bloodborne it's is really cool because it starts out as just like a typical horror, like monsters, werewolves, just and it gets basic kind it of gets stuff. Weirder, but then weirder. it gets weirder with oh, there's actually these weird cosmic elder gods involved, and you start yeah. fighting weirder enemies, and you. Well, see I know, things, like I know, like you, little thing, even just little things. Well, in the um, game. you so know, Body Video. Yeah, our one of our favorite uh, YouTubers. Uh, yeah. He does Dark Souls lore and he does Bloodborne lore and everything. Um, he did a whole video on how Bloodborne is the ultimate Lovecraft game. Oh yeah, I mean, there's little it really is. little things in the game. So like the the moon deity or whatever. To fight yeah. that at the end, you have to collect the umbilical cords. Mm -hmm. That concept alone is just weird and freaky. Well, you end up like, fighting like aliens, like in yeah. the, in Bloodborne, and um, everything going on with the blood, like transmutating people, mm -hmm. and no Bloodborne. While it's not a horror game, it's an excellent horror setting and yeah, horror yeah. theme. I mean, well, for Absolutely. one, Gothic Victorian London, yeah, alone, and then you had monsters in there. Like Bloodborne, like a lot of it feels like a classic monster movie. And yeah, then, you know, and yeah, then you're it, right. But then it gets even weirder and Lovecraftian. Yeah. You know, I love I love the whole vibes of Bloodborne. Well, like one of the Lovecraft stories we read last week, The Hound. Yeah. Very much on the surface seems like oh it's just like a crazy werewolf. Yeah. But then when you get more into the story, you realize there's uh, even deeper weirder implications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind of thing. But yeah, Bloodborne, excellent, and uh, yeah, just excellent atmosphere. And man, the I still gotta play the rest of it. But uh, this guy released the PlayStation One version of Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. It's not the whole game, but it's great, and it just really works with those graphics. It's free. I think it's Bloodborne PSX. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Great, but yeah, Bloodborne, really good horror themed action RPG um, and then another one that's horror that has a lot of horror stuff even some Lovecraft stuff just creepy but I wouldn't say it's you know quite a horror game some people would maybe Bioshock especially the first couple yeah it's one and two I think it's just simply because it's I'm playing it's, it again on the switch it's set in this abandoned they had the whole Bioshock underwater um, city the Bioshock trilogy a, on sale for the switch oh nice like 10 bucks. Ooh, that's a good price. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, the Switch eShop has some real good oh, yeah. sales. I got the uh, XCOM um, Definitive Edition or whatever it is. Have you played it? No. No, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I paid $2 for it, and I had $2 worth of gold points on the Switch online. There you go. So actually, it's free. I didn't pay for it at all. <laughs> but I, I was go. just like, shit, that's an amazing price. But yeah, Bioshock, you know, it's the... Well, kind of steam. Well, not steampunk, but it's kind of the, the. It's it's pretty steampunk. It's pretty steampunk, but yeah. it's an underwater city and it's everyone's light steampunk. Everyone's gone crazy and Big Daddy and the weird little girl and yeah. everything, and but it's a definitely an action game, like kind of like a Doom, modern day Doom or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely a lot it of. Has some pretty neat stuff. Got a lot where of spooky it's like elements. Uh, 
uh, the you know, the little the little sisters. You know, you take the power from them, right? Um, yeah. But like uh, little sisters, yeah. Yeah, and uh, but like that as you get that seems like the game presents it to you early on as like that's how you level up, that's how you get stronger. But then you get late into the game and you realize like, oh, I shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the games, all three games just pull that shit on you. Well, Infinite. And it's great. It's really Infinite's great. Infinite's less horror because Infinite deals with, like, well, it's in the air. It's very bright, a lot of it. And it uh, doesn't on the surface feel less horror, but, but it gets into that later it's on. It's still just as messed up in many yeah. ways. Because and, it's like well, a totalitarian, also, like, police state that you're yeah, in. Yeah, and it's Infinite is like a. Americana gone wrong. Yeah, it's you know, a different. It's, it's a very, patriotic. It's a very different. Very different kind of setting. On, but but yeah. Infinite is revealed that all the games are like different universes, or it's like a weird like paradox, or like yeah, some it weird does, shit going on. It does on. get weird. Yeah. But um, yeah. the first couple Bioshocks, I'm playing through one, and some of the enemies can be legitimately uh, freaky, even just the standard enemies. Yeah. And this, you know, set it. But it's also a really cool game. It's just yeah. fun. It, no, I love those games. Those and games. then also its predecessor, which I, uh, um, I think I might have got the first one, or maybe not. But uh, System Shock. You know, I never played some System it's Shock. Like Cyber. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with scary. it, but I've never played it. But um, yeah, both uh, pretty good, good horror themes. Uh, another game. That was my first kind of introduction to scary video games without me knowing it. Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. That whole game, honestly, yeah. is creepy. And you weird. know, I don't think of the Batman games as horror, but they especially Asylum. Yeah, and City Arkham. still has some of that stuff. Night kind of has some of it with Scarecrow, but Arkham Asylum. Especially the, Arkham Asylum. the Scarecrow sequences, and even just the whole setting. You're in this creepy and asylum. Let's not like, forget come on. The, the, the scariest part when it makes you think your game crashed. Dude. So I got <laughs> Arkham Asylum when it came out. Yeah, yeah. It was my first PS3 next generation game nice. of that era. I got Arkham Asylum and then Call of Duty Black Ops. Those mm -hmm. were my first couple of PS3 yeah. games. But Arkham Asylum, oh my god. When it got to the point where the Scarecrow stuff was happening, the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's scary and everything, but I can get through it. I'm Batman. Yeah. That's what, like, with those games, even with the scary moments, that was one of the games, even when I got scared, I was like, wait, I'm Batman. Yeah, you're Batman. Like, you're like, <laughs> I okay, can do this. If I was in this situation. I would and, be scared. And I, was scared. and I was scared, who would I want to show up to help me? Batman. Batman, yeah, and I am Batman. And the whole time I was like, playing it, I went through the mindset. I was like, "Wait, wait a second! I know this scared me in real life, but I'm Batman. But I'm Batman. I can yeah. beat people up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that is true. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> but like the the scarecrow sequence. I have really good health insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the scarecrow uh, uh, sequence where uh, you go in the morgue and you open up the body bags yeah. and it's his parents, and then the last one, scarecrow jump scares oh, yeah. you, all that. But yeah, the whole sequence where the game crashes, it seems like yeah, it crashes. It's that. And, and then it like reboots all the way to the start. And I remember legitimately, it fooled me because that's before I. That really, before then. Mm -hmm. I kind of took a break from, like, mainstream video games. The only kind of games I played 
uh, was Flash games and the occasional Mario Brothers. Yeah. You know. I um, I, I don't know. If we, we probably mentioned, talked about this on the podcast. Because this before, was back in 2009, but 2010. Like, before that generation, the 360 and the PS3 came out, I was not a console kid. I had a GameCube, but I didn't play the I, shit. I played Flash games more. Yeah, I played um, PC, both Flash games and, like, PC. Proper, I, yeah. I had some actual PC games. I played some MMOs and stuff. Um, and I played... Like, Newgrounds was my home. I like, yeah, New, yeah <laughs> we should do a whole episode on <laughs> Flash should. games. Yeah. That whole um, but I, uh, I, I played Game Boy and the Nintendo DS, and I'd go to my friend's house and play their PlayStation. Yeah. I'd go to my cousin's house and play their GameCube and stuff, but the Xbox 360 was my first yeah. console that I ever yeah, owned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember, uh, I, I think I've told you this, the first game I bought for myself on the Xbox for the Xbox 360 was Dead Rising 2. Oh, I remember playing that one yeah. pretty Which early I on. I wouldn't classify as a horror game. It's so no, silly. It's so silly, so but silly. It, you know, it's got zombies. Yeah. But uh, man, Arkham Asylum, yeah, the whole bit where it crashes and it reboots and then I thought my game, I was literally, I remember this as clear as day. I was about to eject my game. I was like, oh, I got to restart it. I got to put it back in. Right. But then yeah. I looked up at the screen and then Joker was driving the Batmobile, and, and Batman was like, Hold tied up. on. I was what like, Wait f- a second here. What's going on? I was yeah. literally freaking the fuck out. I was like, yeah. What the fuck? Uh, Rocksteady that, got us so hard on it that. Definitely. And I didn't then, play it. I did not play it like, when it came scenes. out. Um, but it would have fooled me back then. Especially, yeah. dude, especially on the 360. So, people. <laughs> This Which was crashed the all co- the time, anyways. Yeah. The Red Ring of Death and everything. This was the middle of the, the height of the console wars. The 360 was legitimately like a good console. Yeah, Except, there was a lot more you could do with it. You could play music while you're playing. Yeah. In fact, instance. actually, actually, the the 360 almost won that generation. What actually? Aside what, from, well, what happened? Uh, the Red Ring of Death. Well, no, no, just in general performance and yeah and sales. 360 was leagues yeah. ahead of the PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3 had a terrible start. No, but yeah. what happened is... Oh, the f- I didn't have the first place. I had yeah. PlayStation 3 Slim, which was yeah, a much Yeah, which better, was the way better. Way it's, better version. It's the version that should have released at first. Like, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it was. I'm glad um, I got it first. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't experience <laughs> um, the hell. It's the version that won. That ended Basically. up, yeah. yeah. Because what happened with well, that... Well, I wouldn't say so. Well, I think no, 360 I, won that generation. Actually, no. If you're talking sales numbers, PlayStation won, but only barely. Yeah. Because what happened is I think the is, only era well, where PlayStation definitively won. PlayStation Four. Yeah, and then PlayStation Five and S. That's yeah. tight. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, here's the thing: what happened with the 360 is the 360 was on top, like yeah, hands, no, hands yeah, down for several years, um, and then what happened is Sony started actually giving a shit about the consumers. Well. On the surface. On the surface. We're not going to yeah. get into that. Um, and Xbox really tried to push the Kinect, and then when the Kinect failed, Ooh. Xbox really started not well, giving also, a shit about anything. For a long time, Xbox, you had to have Xbox Live. Um, or no, the, um, but when that came, when Xbox yeah. Live came out, here's, you, here's you, what it I'll was, say. It was never required if you didn't play online. No, this is what I'm saying. Um, this is what I'm it's getting It's still to. required. Live is, was required to play online. Yeah. 
And the thing that PlayStation had it beat on online was free. That, now, I, re- I remember people arguing about that when I was in like middle school. People yeah. being like, oh, Xbox Live you have to pay for. But it's a more stable online yeah. like, network. Thing. Yeah, no, it was back then. I remember, I remember this argument all But the still, time. free was better yeah. for yeah. me. And I remember when I was in middle school being like, I don't care because my dad's paying it for it, not me. And my dad wouldn't pay for that. <laughs> yeah, my dad um, was willing to pay for it. But um, um, but then eventually, for a bit, he you had to get. He didn't always pay. For eventually, it, you had to get <laughs> PlayStation. You had to get PlayStation Plus, yeah. and now that's just reality. You have to pay to play, play online. If you want to play free online, you buy get a PC. That's just how it is. Kind of. Even that's not really free exactly because you're still paying for your Wi-Fi. But you got to pay for the Wi-Fi even for Xbox Live. No, I know. That's extra. You don't get free Wi-Fi with Xbox Live. But what I'm saying is is nothing Um, is free. Nothing is free. (laughs) But but I remember, so yeah, like technically, if you're you're talking sales, like you remember when the Xbox One first came out and everyone's pissed off because Xbox came out and been like, was like, you have to be always online to use the console at all. And and like all this shit, all of this stuff was stuff uh, Microsoft started doing during the 360. Yeah. At the very the last year, a couple no, years I of remember. that, That's they why started it. acting like that, where they're like, basically this blatant, we don't give a shit about gamers. Yeah, but um, now they really do. And that now is, they that's have the why Pass. Sony ended up actually overtaking but Xbox now, on sales. You know, and now Sony's yeah. finally doing its own kind of similar thing to the Game Pass, but you know, uh, yeah. with PlayStation Plus Extra or whatever it's called. But anyways, back to horror games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I was um, saying is with Arkham though, that definitely would have fooled me because one of the problems with the early Xboxes is they crashed all the time. Yeah. Not, <laughs> no, I'm not talking just Red Ring of Death. I mean like, I remember playing Skyrim when that came out in 2011. Oh, jeez. And on the 360, and this was a 360 problem, not on the other versions, it would crash like every hour. Yeah, the PlayStation 3 version wouldn't it crash all as much, but it was just ugly as sin. Yeah, it would <laughs> crash like about once an hour. The game would just freeze. Yeah, but yeah, to restart the whole. Console. Arkham Asylum was one of my first horror experiences. Honestly, that I didn't know I was getting into, and that's even scarier because you buy mm-hmm. a horror game, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, but you buy a Batman game, and then it pretends to glitch on you and then all of a sudden yeah you're pulling pulling some hideo kojima shit on us like yeah and then the joker you are yeah it did and then the joker's driving the batmobile you're tied up scarecrow's uh, getting you yeah and batman's getting killed like the only game franchise Uh, i would expect that type of thing out of is metal gear but the, oh yeah no it's that that's kind the, of that's the meta, old, yeah like, <laughs> but like a Batman game but dude, I would not expect that shit and out of we could have a whole episode on this Batman games Rock State but like um, you know Asylum definitely was a Batman game with a horror setting yeah and then City was more open ended it was just felt more like a Batman game but it still had the scary moments like there's this moment where you go into this uh, ship dock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an Easter egg. You learn that the scarecrow's coming back. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you, there's this dead guy at the end of the hallway in the chair. Mm-hmm. And it's already creepy. And there's it goes into creepy music, and the lighting lights go down, and everything. Like the game just does that. Yeah. But then you go up to this guy, and by the way, it puts you in first person mode. You're not in third person. Oh yeah. And you go up yeah. to the guy, and then he's like, 
Ugh! Like he has a Caesar out of a sudden. And oh my god, that freaked the shit oh, out yeah. of me. And no, yeah, they it's... play with us a lot. But yeah, what got me through that was way before I was playing horror games. I or remember anything. Knight also had a few moments, but at, the, at that point in the series, everyone's expecting that shit. Yeah, and also you know? in Knight, you have a Batmobile which can destroy anything. And you, Knight, I actually think, is a good game. It's a great game. It's, a gr it's, it's just. Um, but, uh. Maybe too yeah. much of a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Too uh, much Batmobile stuff. Yeah, the like, Batmobile should have been toned down. Well, the Batmobile should have been to get from point A to point B, not to be a boss fight. Not I to like, be... I like, I like the first couple times you have to use it in but combat. But then when you use it all the time... And then when the Arkham Knight by, fight by, is by Batmobile the, by stuff... By the sixth or seventh time you have to use it in a boss fight. Yeah, like, it, come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, those games, and then also another game I did not expect it to be scary, and it wasn't scary until a certain point. Mm -hmm. um, Uncharted, the first one, Drake's Fortune. Oh, I, I kind of forget that that um, has some stuff at the end there. Set the standard for action adventure, and um, or reset the standard at least. Yeah. And um, and then you have Among Thieves, amazing. Drake's Descent, all the Uncharted games are amazing, really. And. Um, well, and uh, Drake's fortune. So the whole story is you uh, trying to find El Dorado. Mm -hmm. Very basic stuff. Uh, and you get the map from Sir Francis Drake because he's supposedly your ancestor. All this stuff. Yeah. And then you find a Nazi German U-boat, and you, you know, in the middle of uh, Venezuela or wherever you are. Yeah. And um. And yeah, there's all the conspiracy theories about Nazis having like hidden bunkers and all this <laughs> yeah. scientific shit and like stuff in South America. Nazis had and a it lot plays of into that. A lot of Nazis actually had a lot they of did. stuff going on in South they, America. <laughs> yeah, they did. And it plays into that. And you, you know something's wrong, but it, then it goes back to the adventure. You're fighting the enemy, the uh, gang boss, and everything that's trying to get the treasure. Yeah. And it's adventure. You're shooting people. It's fine. Then you get in this section of the game where it's dark and spooky and scary. And you find out what the El Dorado statue actually did to the Spaniards and to, oh, the, Nazi yeah, and yeah. to the Nazis. And it turned them into these freaky, like, mutant monsters. And they yeah. look like the Rake or something like that. <laughs> and I remember it turned into a horror game for a little while. Yeah. And I, I was kinda, like, what the f I can't. I forget that that... It scared the shit out of me back then because... Well, it's the freakiest moment in any of the Uncharted I didn't games. expect any... Well, actually, there's another freaky moment in another Uncharted game. Uncharted 2, Drake's Deception. Or, um, Among Thieves. You're in the Himalayas. And eventually, you go down uh, to uncover this yeah. excavation up in the Himalayas. And... A demon Sasquatch chases you. I remember, Yeti. I remember that. I still thought the. I still think the. No, the first one was scarier, but the, the second one. The freaky Nazis was. Oh yeah. Was scarier. But yeah. yeah, they had their horror elements. But yeah, the. Yeah. The freaky Nazis and old Spaniards that were all mutated, and um. But then it goes back to action. But like they're chasing you, these monsters, and yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Nice. I think, nice. a game, anything where something, like. I've been watching videos about like lost media and like children's shows where weird shit happens. Yeah. It's like when something scary or spooky happens when it's not supposed to be spooky. That's always that's kinda, even worse. Yeah, that's always the freakiest moment. It's like yeah, I play Resident Evil, I know it's gonna be scary, right? Yeah. But if I play Batman and then uh oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Something scary, you know, then you know, then that really gets me because I'm not yeah. expecting or it. or one game series that is definitely not horror in the slightest, but has <laughs> some freaky moments is the Legend of Zelda. Oh, Zelda. Oh, definitely. There are some super freaky moments in some of the Zelda games, but you never expect them to to yeah. happen because the, at its core, the Zelda series is not freaky. It's, it's very, a fun adventure. It's actually very lighthearted for yeah. most of the time. But, like, every once in a while, I'm thinking of Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask was weird. Majora's Mask has a lot of freaky moments. Ocarina of Time has the, you go into this house and there's this family that's been cursed to turn into spiders or something yeah. like that. And that was, that freaked me out. Uh, <laughs> and then um, another game that's not horror, but definitely is a horror kind of setting, Doom. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Doom. Now, when I was real young, when I played it at my uncle's house and stuff, the original Dooms, yeah, they kind of freaked me out a little bit, the demons. and the, Yeah, Doom never... But, you know, never really when I got out, but, uh, a little, when I got into my teens, it never scared me, but it's... Yeah. There was always creepy moments, and especially of, like, Doom, either one or two, where you end up fighting the icon of sin and everything. Yeah. That gets a little creepy, and, like, the it can get creepy, especially... Doom 3 tried to be a horror game. Do- Doom 3, yeah, it... That's when it what, shifted gears. Whether you think and it, it was a horror did a game. good job or not is depends I, I on think person Doom, to person. I think Doom Three is good. I think it's a, I think it's fine. Yeah. But it's not it's, really a Doom. It's game. not what I want out of Doom. Yeah, it's not. Now the recent the Doom remake and Doom Eternal. Yeah, yes. that you're just tearing up demons uh, and metal music and you're just a badass. Yeah, and I you're love. Just, yeah, and yeah, those never. <laughs> that's really, what I like for Doom. Those don't ever really get scary uh, because you're just like. You're the Doom Slayer. Come yeah. on. Like, you, you get moments in those games. Well, you, you get moments in those games. You're the monster. Where you bust into a room and the, the lower level demons, like, actually take a step back for a moment. <laughs> and yeah. then they start attacking you. They're scared you, of you. you. But, yeah, like, <laughs> you got to realize, like, the Doom Slayer to the at least the lower level demons, you are the demon to them. Yeah. Like, that's. Yeah. Like, oh, it makes you feel great. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a game where you play as the monster. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you fight the icon of sin, and even though it's just a texture, it, it, there's something creepy about it. Yeah. And you find one of the creators, um, John Romero, I John think. John Romero, yeah. Find his head on a stake and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And Doom always. It had a. F- it, Doom was really interesting, especially the first couple back in the night, you know, the originals. Uh, where it has a fun aesthetic, and yeah. sometimes the music can make it even goofier or fun, but then it also gets creepy where it gets silent. And I will say, yeah, um, yeah. Doom on the sixty on Nintendo sixty four Doom. Yeah, I I have it on the Switch. Um, Doom sixty four is officially canonically Doom three. Yeah, that's the real because Doom 3. the actual Doom three is not. Non-canon. That's like all universe thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but Doom, Doom sixty four is, is Doom officially 3. Doom three. Doom sixty four yeah. is actually creepy it's because a, it's actually like one of the best Doom games. Doom sixty four doesn't have fun, cool metal or eight bit music. No, or, it's it's got creepy atmosphere. Yeah, the whole time. it's it's a really good one. I, I yeah, really like uh, Doom I got to play through it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Doom sixty four, I think. Besides Doom 3, which is obviously trying to be scary, I think Doom 64 is the scariest Doom. I would agree. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Just creepy. Yeah. Um, and then um, we talk about Bloodborne. I also say Dark Souls. A lot of Dark Souls can be scary. Some, some of it, yeah. Depending but, on what level but you're it's, in. It's not like not like Bloodborne where Bloodborne is just like... Actually genuinely scary. It's a genuine scary. horror setting. 
Dark Souls just has some freaky moments. Well, the freaky, like when you go into Blight Town, that gets freaky until you just get annoyed by it. And I, um, I would say generally the setting of Dark Souls, while it's not a horror setting, it's dark fantasy. It is this like a, abandoned, yeah, infested, and everyone's world. undead. You're finding and that is freaky. Zombies and skeletons yeah. and monsters. But like, uh, when you get into the uh, Tomb of the Giants in Dark Souls, which oh, yeah, is way yeah. late game, and yeah, you're. In general, you're fighting giant and big skeletons, and mm -hmm. that's on the surface. Yeah, that's spooky, you know? Like, that's fun, spooky skeletons. Yeah, yeah. But it's pitch dark. Oh, yeah. It's pitch dark. You might have your lantern. That's the classic. Yeah. That's the easiest um, trick in the book to make, you a, could video, fall off to a, make a video game section scary. Creeps, yeah. creepy is to make it pitch dark. No, and that section did freak me out. And then when you get the the skeletons that are like a wheel, like a the wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, I do know. They're that. Yeah, hella annoying. Those. But and when you fight Nido and everything, yeah, that's a scary section. And then also, when you go into the um, when you go into New Londo, that's a pretty scary section because you fight all these dark raves and it's really dark and there's ghosts that you if you don't have the right ring or sword, I forget what you have to have. But you have to have a particular item I, I know the where you can fight about, the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't have the item, you can't fight the ghost. And they're always coming at you and they're coming through walls and everything. Yeah. And, yeah, Dark Souls has always had kind of a creepy air about it. But, yeah, then FromSoft was like, oh, you like that? Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. Let's just make a monster Lovecraft movie. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a couple games that on the surface seem like they would be horror games. But really aren't. Uh, because of the nature of the gameplay. Uh, Dead by Daylight, that's a multiplayer asymmetric. Uh -huh. That was one of the first ones. Yeah, I played that a little bit. And they have so many DLCs. You can play as Freddy, you can play as Ghostface, all these guys. They got uh, rights to certain licenses. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of it because as the when you're the killer, you can't actually really kill any someone, anybody. You have to sacrifice them. You have to trap them. And then yeah. people, they can save them. Yeah. Um, but then you have the Friday Thirteenth game. I played a lot with our buddy. I like that with one my more. buddy Colt. Yeah, and um, he uh, played that a lot. With some of his friends online. It was good times. And that one, you can actually kill everybody if There's you're some Jason. Pretty cool kill animations. Cool kills. Yeah. And but you can also beat Jason. But you know it takes a lot of work, and you have to do the right steps. You have to yeah. break his mask off, get the sweater, all that. And then you have uh, the Evil Dead game, which is a uh, similar vein, except I haven't played that. you have mobs of deadites come at you. Wow, there's another player controlling the main demon. And oh, yeah, yeah. And that one's more action-oriented, but, like, the solo missions, there was a couple of the missions that actually freaked me out because, like, you're, even if you're, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm Ash. I've got yeah. the chainsaw. You know, I'm <laughs> fine. But, like, there's sections of it where I'm going through a big, dark forest in Michigan and I have to get this uh, the dagger mm. and the long stretch and then all of a sudden the dead eye comes out or, you know, yeah. and there's definitely scary moments and it's a horror theme thing but it's not a horror game yeah. but it's got it's scary moments but a lot of those mo as soon as basically a general thing is with any game as soon as you get into multiplayer that takes away the scariness of it the yeah, suspense yeah. because you're with your buddies or you know it's funnier than you know, shenanigans there's a game that I haven't played yet and I don't know if I will play because you gotta get multiple friends to play and it's hard to find people at the right time uh -huh. that can play games with you um, and all that stuff but Phasmophobia 
Oh, it's a, it sounds familiar. It's another but... multiplayer horror game where someone plays as the ghost. Yeah. And other people plays the survivors. Uh, that one's getting big hype. And then they're co- the same people that made the Friday Thirteenth game. They're making a Killer Clowns in Outer Space game. I I did see the trailer for that. Asymmetric yeah. multiplayer, and then they're doing. A, or I don't even know if it's asymmetric. I think it's like four v four or something like that. Yeah. And then they're coming out with um, what is it? Uh, Killer Clowns, and then oh yeah, they're doing um. can't remember they're doing another one i know they're doing so they did killer clowns texas chainsaw massacre i think that's different developers and then oh let's see here uh or it's some of the same developers at least some of the same team um, i don't know i can't remember what the other one there was another one and then there's the have you ever played Until Dawn or seen gameplay of it? Yes. Yeah. These big story, yeah, I, I did play that story-based yeah. games. Where you make choices, but you're I like, mostly. I liked Until Dawn. It's got Wendigos and stuff. In you're it. mostly watching it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. You're watching a movie and you make some choices and you walk yeah, around. Choose your own adventure. Movie, choose adventure. Adventure game. Um, Until Dawn, not scary, but it is a horror game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. A, it, well, it's got the Wendigos. You know and how stuff evil, like Evil Dead Two, is. A horror movie, but it's yeah. not scary, really. I mean, yeah. it's comedic and everything, but I would still say it's a horror movie. Yeah, you know. No, I liked um, Until Dawn. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Maybe the first time I played it, I got a little spooked, but I mostly just had fun shenanigans, like being like when I play those kinds of games, I be the worst person. <laughs> I I make the dumbest, worst yeah. choices, just to see how many people I can get killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's yeah. <laughs> Same, pretty much the same. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like playing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, any other games you want to talk about before we sign off here? Um, Half Life. I don't think Half Life is that scary. It's got horror elements to it, though. Yeah, I, I, I mean the the uh, engine, the the source engine, is a little unsettling at times. Just the way things. <laughs> the are. source engine in general is creepy. Yeah. It's a creepy uh, engine. That's why there's a lot of very successful like horror game modes and stuff in Gary's mod. Oh, G-Mod. Some of the maps are just creepy and by it's themselves. Just, it's just because it's, it's kind of a freaky And engine. there's some G-Mod horror, like, haunted maps. Yeah. Um, and G-Mod, yeah, with liminal spaces, a lot of good stuff of that. And also, yeah, G-Mod, especially when you're playing by yourself, is creepy. The Source Engine is creepy. It is a creepy engine. There's something yeah, yeah. just So Half-Life does have a bit of that in there. but uh, And also, yeah, shout out to Gmod. The different horror game, game modes and stuff. And also, like, the next spots, like, um, we, we played around with some of them. Uh, yeah. One of the SCP ones that Chase oh, yeah. you. There's some great ones. There's yeah. some YouTube videos I've seen recently. It's funny, but also quite horrifying when... Have you seen the Obanga videos? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where it's the next bot <laughs> chasing you. And I, I would love to play around with that. We should, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Gmod can definitely have some creepy stuff. Uh, and we talked about Outlast until Dead Space. Oh, PT. Last mention. Yeah, I never I so never got around to playing it that. It was basically was... a demo, a playable trailer. Yeah. That's why it's called PT, for a new Silent Hill game. It was revealed that it would be Silent Hill. It was Hill. Guillermo del Toro and yeah, Hideo Kojima. And, yeah, and then that got yeah. borfed, canceled. 
and Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Five was the last great Kojima game with um, Bandai. Or yeah, with um, uh, um, Namco. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, Kojami. Konami. Konami. Yeah. Um, and now he has his own game company, and he did Death Stranding and, uh-huh, this, and a big walking simulator. Um, which I know, Norman some, I know some people actually really <laughs> like that game. I heard it um, actually is a really like good. Immersive. He also announced recently for the E3 Microsoft thing. Uh, they he just basically said I'm doing a thing with Microsoft, and then that's all they said. And everyone was very <laughs> annoyed because they're like, "Come on, like give us something." I love else. Kojima's work. Oh yeah, I really do. And apparently, um, Miyazaki from Dark Souls, yeah, was one of Kojima's like mentors oh nice like you told him he was like you should do this that's cool <laughs> but um and yeah, that was that, before even dark souls came yeah, out when he no, was Kojima's just great yeah. when miyazaki was just working for from software i uh kingsfield i i'm gonna play some uh-huh. of those yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like the predecessor of dark souls and you know just dungeon crawlers but yeah pt uh i remember when it came out i saw some youtube videos about it and i played it yeah i downloaded it nice and it's gone they've removed it yeah, you can only play it if you already, already have it, it downloaded. Yeah, and I stupidly uninstalled it when I was done with it. Yeah. Well, I didn't even get done with it. I installed with it. Uh, installed it when I was like, I don't want to touch this. I'm gonna look at this again. This is bad. It's scary. Yeah. Well, not bad, but it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And no, I've seen games. There's a it's, lot of. There's been a lot of. Um, it's proper freaky. Uh, yeah. Knockoffs and uh, there's one. There's this game. It's kind of like Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion, where it's like cute and fun. Uh-huh. There's a game called Cutie, where <laughs> it's like PT, where you go through the same loop. Yeah. But it's like cute, fun stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but PT, I mean, it's the most basic game you could do, really, maybe besides FNAF. But I mean, you're walking through a loop. Yeah, it, it, the same hallway repeating, but it gets scarier and scarier. Weirder things. There's an entity. Apparently, at a certain point in the game, this entity is behind you the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah. And it had a secret puzzle people had to solve without giving any tips or anything, <laughs> but people did because of the internet. Yeah. And course. it showed a trailer for a new Silent Hill with Norman Reedus. Yeah. That didn't end up happening. It's too bad. Uh, but PT bad. is one of the greatest horror experiences because it's it's one of those horror games, and there's some that we've talked about here. But it's one of those horror games where it's horror first and foremost. That's yeah, what it is. Proper horror. There's just, no other gimmick. Yeah. Like it's that's what it is. Yeah. And um, I remember experiencing it, and like you go through the loop the first time, and first it's just creepy and everything, just a dark hallway. Then the next time it gets weirder. Then the third time you hear a baby crying. <laughs> and But you can't. And you try to get in the bathroom and then a lady pops out and scares you. And then the fourth or fifth time you can go in there. And like it just gets worse and worse. And theoretically it goes on forever until you solve the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. And no, I've seen plenty of creepy like uh, videos like explaining the AI. Like the creepy ghost lady that pops out. Like, eventually, she's, like, behind you the whole time. But when you turn around, she's not there. But she is behind you. Like, when you take the camera and free roam, you see it. And, (laughs) yeah, it's just a master class of horror games. And um, it's unfortunate that we're not... I've heard rumblings about a new Silent Hill. 
but I don't think Kojima's gonna. Have I, yeah, to I've do with heard. It. I've heard about that, and that's that. what worries mm-hmm. me. I mean, because yeah. uh, Konami doesn't have the greatest uh, track record without Kojima. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah, uh, Kojima's really what made Konami work as a, com- a game yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Is there anything else I miss? We should probably in that episode. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it, Colts. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to I, talk I don't about. really have anything else to bring um, up either. But yeah, we will see you. Yeah, I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna give some more horror games more of a shot. You know, from going here and out. No, there's uh, some good ones, and uh, I, I've kind of become more if, open to them recently. If you want to get the Bigfoot game, that'd be great to play. I think we, we can sh- hunt I think Bigfoot we should do together. That. I think we should stream that. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Maybe do a little video on it on YouTube yeah. or something because we don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, Spooktober is gonna keep going. But uh, check out, um, sorry, check out our Instagram at Odd Drunk Pod. <laughs> Uh, for more stuff and our Facebook group, all that stuff, all the uh, link tree, link, yep, link tree in the description, all that, and um, all that jazz. If you really love it, you could leave a download. But if you also really love it uh, even more, or you hate it, uh, leave a rating or review on yeah. whatever on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Do that. Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review, uh, which we would appreciate. Yeah. Um, if you made it this far. <laughs> but anyways. We will see you next time for another spoopy episode of the Odd Drunk Podcast. All right. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now.